Hello, everybody, and welcome to an all new Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Yes, I said it right the first time. That's how you know we're on episode 16 of this righteous adventure going through the streets of Waterdeep. I love this adventure. I've had a blast in this campaign. So, uh, I just want to make a few uh, general announcements before the show starts, which is if you uh, enjoy if you enjoy audio casts, we are now uh, available to be found at Podbean or at indooradventures.podbean.com, or you can go on to Anchor.fm/indooradventures, all one word. Uh, same on Spotify or Stitcher or any of your other preferred audio listening apps. Uh, and I changed it so that way it's the same on both. It's just indoor adventures, all one word, uh, and you can find us there. So uh, with that in mind, I also wanted to say thank you to everybody who has helped us get past the 4,000 download listening mark on our podcast. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I see you iTunes people. You should leave a review if you're listening on iTunes. And if and if you have already, thank you. You should tell a friend to check it out. Because we're, we're doing great. And we're really close to getting uh, 200 follows So on the Twitch channel as a whole. Which is crazy because we're not even a year old yet. Um, so I wanted to say thank you to everybody who has who's been doing an awesome job of showing their support to us this time. Uh, but that is enough from me. So let us get into Waterdeep dragon heist so last time uh we played hubris lost one of his horns after he was caught sneaking around in the bottom of a carnival ship uh during an interrogation with one zarda zord the carnival owner of the sea maidens fair in a luskin sea faring carnival uh which is very interesting uh, we ended up, uh, during that time, uh, there is a slight bit of spoilerage, so if you are not here yet, cover your ears, I guess, but I feel like at this point onward, uh, I can't really That's help you. Uh, Wolf decided, uh, or not decided, but Wolf ended up, uh, meeting his demise after getting shot in the back, uh, by a pistol-wielding human in the hull of the, uh, of the heart, heartbreaker, heartbreaker, uh, on the heartbreaker ship, one of the three ships that were involved in the carnival. Ghost and Kronk decided to let the two have their fun uh, and and go off and have their their little merry adventure by themselves while they enjoyed the carnival, uh, and to that they did. But in a turn of events, uh, the mystical, magical Santor showed up and teleported Kronk away for just a hair fraction of a second where he came back and informed Ghost that Hubris was in trouble. So... Kronk and Ghost decided that you were going to investigate the ship as best you could, leaving the captain of the heart uh, of the Heartbreaker to dine on his lonesome. Heartbroken. You, yes, you left him heartbroken. Who would have thought? Uh, upon uh, searching around the ship and 
displaying a, a feat of strength and an act uh, of, of hopeful, hopeful uh, admiration from Zardoz. Uh, he kind of brushed you off for the most part, and ended up uh, telling you that if you would like to audition for uh, the carnival to come back in the spring, uh, as you would have a much better op opportunity versus trying to audition for the carnival during the winter. And winter it was. There is snow that has begun to fall now uh, within the city of Waterdeep. And the group of you, Kronk uh, and Ghost, decided that you were going to stay by the docks and wait to see if you could find anything relating to hubris and wolf as you continued uh following a cart that you saw leaving the hellraiser the other ship uh that was part of the seafaring carnival you decided to follow it and after winding through the city streets of Waterdeep, you eventually came around a corner where the cart was getting just out of distance but you saw two familiar forms propped up against a wall with the letters, uh, with two parchment pieces of parchment stuck up, uh, having been embedded with knives into the wall. One that said liars over hubris, and the other said thief, and that was placed over wolf. And upon doing a brief check, uh, you found that wolf was deceased. Uh, but Hubris was still breathing just barely within an inch of his life, having lost a horn uh, atop his head that, upon doing further research about how horns are functioned, was actually bleeding pretty badly by the time that you guys got up to it. Uh, as he basically has an exposed bone on the top of his head. Uh, you decided to then go to the... Uh, Temple of Timora within the town to see if you could possibly petition Bushaba once more uh, to see about resurrecting Wolf, but after staying there for several hours, uh, nothing ended up happening or coming of it. So you made your way back to your apartment, uh, back to the manor, and after residing there for... Uh, for not even 20 minutes, you received a knock on the door when Torvash, uh, the Kalishtar bard, greeted you, uh, telling you that he had had communication with the spirit of Wolf's dead sister and had news and uh, ways to help out the party. The following morning, Ghost, you wished your sister goodbye, and as you were standing in the middle of the city streets, Santar once more came in and took you, reuniting you with your fallen party member, Wolf, uh, who had been uh, on the plane of Ysgard. Uh Through a series of holiday antics, uh, as well as a pun that lasted two and a half hours, you guys finally were able uh, to return back to your planes, but Ghost... Uh, Wolf had been eating these cookies filled with hate uh, and kept the conversation between the two of you short. Between you gave Santar the double bird only as you disappeared, seeing that the orange he had tried to give you the entire evening had a large gem inside of it. And so you have now returned to the streets of Waterdeep. It is very early in the morning. The smell of scones kind of drifts outward from Troll Skull Manor as Torvash begins uh, his... As Torvash continues the baking that he had started previously.
what would you guys like to do? Ghost is just gonna sigh and like pinch her brows a little bit. And just... Then she's gonna turn around. Uh, are the boys up? Uh, you, yeah, because you had actually passed them and okay. had your sister say goodbye to them as well. Right. Yep. Uh, so I'm gonna go into the uh, into the uh, pub where they are and uh, kind of gather them around. Uh, Hubris, Kron, could I speak with you for a moment? Hubris was actually still upstairs. He was performing oh. a ritual on his sword. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, is Torvash cooking? Yes, Torvash is currently baking. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to lean over, like, see what he's doing, acknowledge that he's busy, and Kronk, do you mind joining me upstairs? Oh, good. All right. And I'll take him upstairs to Hubris's room, and I'm going to knock if the door isn't open. Uh, it's been left open from when your sister and yourself mm -hmm. have been in there. Uh, Hubris, do you have a moment? Uh, yeah. Uh, he's like hurriedly sheathing the sword. We'll say that your ritual for the purposes of this has been completed. Yeah. So that way you didn't get like 45 minutes into it and you're like, ah, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know how you guys had your little Santar adventure? Mm. Yeah. Um, well, as I was bidding Hoon farewell, I was also pulled into the plane of always Christmas. The mm. holiday nexus. Mm. I'm not going to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> um, where I was joined by a, uh, well, I think he was a drow, some sort of raven drow creature and a very nice specimen of a dragonborn. Mm. And Wolf was there too. Hmm, told you it was a magic land. Then I bump hubris. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, I guess. He was pulled from Isgard. Well, doesn't seem like an Isgard type of person. But you should always guard yourself. No, it's no. a it's a land of the dead. Oh, Kronk, you can make a religion check if you would like to know more about Isgard. Would you like to know more? I clicked. I would like to know more, but I must have clicked exit. Oh mm -hmm. no! Rolled a three. Yep. So all the information is all what Ghost is currently telling you. Yes. It's a land of the dead where where Wolf is. Um, and it was interesting. Uh, Santar would not bring him back to his body. He said he doesn't have that power. Um, even if it was like a gift. Yeah. I don't think he does big gifts like that. Mm. Uh, so, I guess. Hmm? What hmm? was that? Oh, I said we've got a couple more things we can try. Well, he seemed pretty grumpy when we had our conversation, but. I think that was because he was eating something called hate cookies. 
that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm not. He, I don't know. He said he would like to come back, but I don't know. He did give me words for each of you. Hmm. Uh, Kronk, he said that uh, he would like you to make your own choices, uh, make your own luck, and don't be defined by what people want you to be. Hmm. And Hubris, he said that you were his best friend and that he would miss you dearly. He also said that your three days are up and you don't have to do the challenge anymore because he's dead. I, hmm. I was really his best friend. Like, he could have said Kronk. Kronk's my best friend. You could have multiple best friends. I don't think that's a thing. And I kind of killed him. Uh, true. Yeah. So, um, that's that. Ah. Uh, man, this might take me a week to unbaggage this. Nah. He'll be back before then. Will he? Well, that's what you guys said. I didn't say that. That's what Torvash said. Hmm. So, I guess there's that. <clears throat> um, does anybody need to talk about it? She says, unwilling to listen. <laughs> so, do we, we, we do we check on him or keep him boxed yeah. up in there? There is something that I want to check on, but I think we're going to have to do the whole really smelly flowers, or we could just get and see if he has a bunch of lavender soap. And just mm. stack lavender soap yeah. on him. You know, well, that's not how like expiration works, right? What? Like, if you've never seen a dead body, they bloat after a while because of all the gases. Well, yeah, but that's that's after 14 days. Oh, okay. It is kind of cold, so we could just open the window and he could be kind of refrigerated. Uh-uh. Ain't open no window. He ain't got no window. Does he not have a window? Mm-mm. You do? Oh. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> well, then... Then, <gasps> then Kronk piled stuff in front of the window. Is he, now he got onto the roof. He was afraid that... I thought you did it from the hallway. No. Uh, so if there's windows or other entrances, fireplaces or whatever, Kronk piled like, you know, 2,000 pounds of furniture in front of all of it because mm. he's afraid mm. that Zan's coming to get his arm. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> a little Kronk paranoia. The common room is all emptied of furniture. Mm-hmm. It's a nice big dense space now. Um, and Hubris, I didn't say this before, but I am, if anything, I'm glad that you weren't dead too. Well, you know, I'm glad I'm not dead as well. I'm more worse for wear, but you know, 
beats dying. Mm. Well, there's one good thing that came out of it. Hmm? I got to see you naked, finally. You know, if it's anything, in my defense, it was very cold that day. Shriveling is a thing. Sure it is. <laughs> just, um... Between you and me, just forget you saw anything. You're, mm. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Just make me sure. neither. Uh, I don't know how to <laughs> feel about that, actually. I put a fist bump up for Kronk. <laughs> Alright, so what's our plan? We're going to chase down this lead. Yeah, we need to talk to uh, Zeresh as well. Yeah. I was actually going to... I was actually on my way out. Well, let's see how quickly this lead will get cold and then go from there. Sure. Bless their scones. Ah, yeah, scones. At least he can cook. Mm -hmm. Or bake. Mm. Mm. And the smell I... finally hits you guys just kind of coming through the wind, uh, coming through the the closed windows in Hubris's room, as well as kind of emanating from below. Just this very nice, uh, kind of sweet, bready smell. Lovely. Are you, um, finished with what you're doing? Oh, with yeah, I'm, I'm all done. Uh, it's, you can have, cons uh, what's it, sheathed weapons on you. As long as you don't unsheath them, you're, like, fine with, like, the law, right? Yeah. DMs? Is that a Wait, why did yes. you smile? Why did you smile? <laughs> because I was I was picturing just the like, wait, it's okay if we do this, and then voice in the sky just emanates back that yeah, it's fine. Like yeah, you good. But at this at this point, you guys also each have Croc, a copy. I, I got a pocket full of them. So I pull one out. I, yeah, I'll go through the cold legal like uh open carry, open carry, open carry, open carry. Concealed <laughs> carry as well. Just again, don't brandish them at people. Don't threaten people. You're fine. Okay. And even then, the fine for brandishing is like 10 gold pieces. Without due cause. Without due cause. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You were so like... Belt the long sword on, rest his hand on it, and... Shove his hand in his pocket and walk out the door. All right. So are you guys all going to Zaraj? Yep. No, no, we're going to go downstairs and talk to Torvash. Okay. Stones. Stones. All right. So, yeah. Uh, Torvash, you are uh, in the middle of baking these wonderful goods. It's at the crucial moment where you don't know whether or not you should leave them in or pull them out. Like, could they brown just a little bit more? Uh, I would like for you to make a survival check. Do they also have ginger, so I might some gingerbread men for the spirit? Sure. I will say yes. That is a ten. Alright. So, they aren't exceptional, but they also haven't been burned. They are just in very nice goldeny color. And they were made with love, so we have some love cookies. Mm. <laughs> All right. Smells delish. What kind are they? Ginger. Mm. 
Go and smile. I would like to imagine that they look exactly like what they thought, but with smiles instead of frowns. Yeah. <laughs> it's smiles <laughs> instead of icing zombie faces. Ghost growls a little bit. Hmm. So this lead that you have. Yes, this lead I have. Endor hasn't provided me with any of the information I needed. All he knows is that you know what suburb or like neighborhood it's in. Yeah, I don't know the name of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the area that you know that uh, the cause of all of this is actually taking place is in the uh, upper western portion of the North Ward. So actually, the ward that you guys live in uh, is the area that you need to go to. Upper Western part of this area. Alright. Uh, do you have anything more specific than that? No. Uh, you have... Make a history check. It was Upper West Side? Yes. Oh, oh, that's good. That's good. That is a 21. Alright, so... You would know from your conversation that the location that you were looking for is named Growlhund Villa. I will relay that information on. Oh, do we know where this is? Uh, you know that it is in the northwestern West. area of the North Ward. You have a general idea of where it is, but you don't have like a precise location. I, I never went to look because I was kind of hoping I'd just tell Wolf and then you guys would deal with it. But now I kind of got to deal with it. Can you communicate with Wolf? No. I don't think so. No. Different plane. Oh. He's on like page 33. I can only get page two. Ah. So if we got some candles together, sat around in a circle with a Ouija board, do you think we'd contact Wolf? That stuff doesn't work, man. You should know that. Gosh. We'll grab but we can try, okay? If you believe in it, it may happen. Hey, can't we just get another one of you? Have them wolf be his, her, their spirit? Um, it doesn't work that way. This is a strange occurrence in the first place. Normally, it's a different type of spirit. Mm, this sounds like... But religion. I don't know. This one was very persistent. Mm, sounds like religion. Mm. Yeah, I don't get that stuff either. So, you want to go to this Growloon Villa? I think well, we, we should. Yeah, we should. You should. I'll help. Right. Um, all right, well, then let's get some information first. Do you guys, uh, I was just going to suggest that we split the party, and then I realized that that was let's, probably a terrible idea. That's like a great yeah. idea. Let's, let's <laughs> idea. We should never split the party ever. I'm going to go with the big guy, because he looks like he has fun. <laughs> I try real hard. He does have fun. I won a spider last night. Well, a stuffed spider. Put my butt. Oh, yeah. I've got to make a pit stop after Zarash. 
Well, if you want to go do that first, if it's a shopping event. Oh, it might take a little bit longer than that. Secrets? Mm-hmm. Kronk mm. actually does that. He points and goes, mm-hmm. he He gingerly pulls his hand out of his pocket, and, like, it's this really messy purple. I think I broke my hand last night. Mm. Not because I'm never really close to heal, huh? Is there a way to heal this? Um, That's restoration? I don't have that. I can speak to your hand. So can I. <laughs> I can't. That'd be weird. Does mending work? If it was mechanical, maybe. I can mend the bones together. I mean, if we're really in a rush, I could just probably bind it up for about a week, and it'll be it'll be relatively fine. I have some binding skills. <laughs> just eyeing her <laughs> somewhere in the dis- in another world. Cam's like Ugh! <laughs> throwing stuff in a bag. <laughs> well, then let's visit Zarash first, and then Remember, what? Silk ropes for friends. <laughs> Hemp ropes for enemies. Mm-hmm. 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 So who's this Sarash guy? He sounds cool. Well, I think that maybe just one of us should go visit him. We don't want to make it a scene. So we're splitting the party. Okay. No, you guys can stay in the shop. Maybe get some flowers that we can like tuck and make sure that ghost is not or a uh, wolf is not uh, gonna start smelling up the place. Good plan. All right, let's go. <laughs> Walk out the door. No, hey, you were like shaking that. Yeah, true. We, we, you, you declared yourself the brains last yep. time, so it's we're. I mean, still working yourself into the role. It's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, I'll, I, I'm just about the concealed weapons. You know. Yeah. Oh my Jesus God! Yeah. Where did that come from, GB? <laughs> what the fuck? Please, somebody mark it as a clip. We'll gif it. We'll just, we'll just put Greybeard pulling weapons out of places. Well, you said concealed weapons, oh and I'm like, god. what's the biggest damn thing I have that I can pull out of my oh shirt? My god, I love it. All right, no, it's perfect. Don't love, ever change. Follow ghost. <laughs> yeah. So you guys uh, make your way over to Coralon's Crown. Uh, which Torash you have never been to, uh, but uh, as you guys kind of come around the side uh, of Troll Skull Manor, you can see it uh, just down the way from where you guys are. It's really just a hop, skip, and a jump, uh, and then you find yourself inside uh, of Fala's establishment, and you can see that they are they're getting ready for the day they're setting out different potted plants they're making sure that um everything's stocked so that way when customers do decide to come in that their cares are taken that their desires are taken care of for the purposes of procuring plants uh as soon as they notice you uh you see their expression change from one of consternation of just kind of like looking around to then being um to then, like, having a very happy expression on their face, uh, seeing hubris uh, sense 
uh, as well as as Ghost. Uh, and she kind of looks around and, oh, is your, or they kind of look around just, oh, is your sister not here? No, anymore? she had to return to the north. Makes sense. She, she kind of bought me out of a lot of stuff, so hopefully, uh, hopefully it can help the people up there. But uh, what can I do for... What can I do for you guys? I don't know you at all. And she points towards Torvash. He's cool. Oh, hello. He's a friend. Yeah. What he said. I'm cool and a friend. It's Torvash. Oh. Torvash, follow. Follow Torvash. It's nice to I meet you. you. Likewise. I... Really? What are you? I have no idea what he's talking about. What? What? I have no idea what he's talking about. No, I didn't hear what Greybeard said legitimately. Oh. <clears throat> he can talk in your head. Oh, that's, um... No, I've heard about people like that, so I'm just going to come out and say it right now. Please don't do that to me. I would find it very rude. Just general principle. Uh, but is there anything that I can help you all out with today? Uh, and you guys all can kind of feel that it is actually warmer in, in Follow's shop, uh, than it is outside where, uh, there's a fresh layer of frost on the ground and you can see that the puddles themselves kind of has that, have that nice ice layer over the top. Uh, that's very thin. You can still see that there, are that there's water pooled underneath. Uh, Follow's shop is very warm. Uh, it's very temperate, so that way all of the plants that they have uh, are able to just be uh, better maintained and better well taken care of. We need some plants to keep the body from stinking. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're, uh, are you looking for form or function? Function. All right. Uh, she kind of, or they kind of do a mental checklist and. I'll see what I can do. Uh, is there anything else that I can possibly uh, do for you while I'm out? Or while I'm up moving, anyways? Um, is there, uh, is our um, mutual friend home? Oh, well, I didn't know that you guys were mutual friends. Uh, yeah, no, he's home. I can go and fetch him for you if you'd like. Well, I mean, I don't want to bother him. Do you mind if I go up? Be my guest. Uh, it's uh, Set up the stairs, take a right, second door on your right. Thank you. She just kind of gives you a nod. Mm -hmm. uh, or they just kind of give you a nod. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, so then Fala goes out uh, and begins just kind of sifting through different bags, pulling out uh, different herbs. Is there a particular scent that the... Uh, deceased enjoyed that you would like to have around around their body at all? Mm, I can't say that he did. Um, Don't maybe. Get dummy. We have a jasmine. <laughs> do you have a lavender? We do have a lavender. And Kronk actually thought you didn't remember. <laughs> it was... He winks. He was winks at Kronk. Mm -hmm. And so Fala will spend some time collecting the uh, bereavement flowers so that way you guys can have Wolf's body just decomposing in the room upstairs. They, they did that all the time in the 1800s. Oh yeah, it was it's totally fine. And you guys chose a good season to house a dead body. Winter. 
so, Ghost, you end up going up the stairs, and it's pretty uh, well marked until you end up getting to the door that you would expect to be Zaraj's. Are you knocking, or are you just going for the door? I'm gonna... Oh, I'm gonna knock. Okay. Not rude. So I... Father, you know you can come in, right? I'm gonna open the door. <laughs> okay. Uh, and when you walk in, you see that it is a a very shirtless half orc uh, who's just sitting on his bed, and you can see that he is uh, he has a knife out with these uh, long lengths of wood, and he just seems to be carving out new arrows. And these arrows look very long uh, for how you would see a a normal uh, a normal quiver full of arrows. Uh, and kind of peering around the room very quick, although he is very distracting in his muscle-bound glory, uh, you see that there is a large bow that is set up against the wall. Uh, and this bow itself uh, is closer to a, a English longbow, where it stands about six feet plus high. Uh, and it has a very thick handle as well as, uh, just this nice, uh, bow to it that you would know if it was currently strung would probably be a very deadly weapon. He just Mm -hmm. kind of looks up from what he's doing and just, well, I didn't expect to see you here this early. I, uh, don't mean to bother you, but I have some information that I thought you'd like to know. And he just kind of stands up, uh, and he has some wood shavings that have kind of caught onto his uh, onto the coarse chest hairs that he has as well. Uh, and he just stands up and comes over to you, so that way he's not even five feet away from you. And just, mm-hmm. what kind of information? Well, the uh, gentleman who was killing uh, half elves on the dock came from the carnival ships. What? Yes, he was uh, brandishing a weapon and under orders of their captain. The leader of the circus. The carnival man. Yes. Z- that Zord guy? Yes. All right. Uh, I'll have to check. I don't know why a drow would be working... That was my question as well, since he normally employs humans. But he seemed to have a perchance for killing others of elven descent, so maybe it was just a random string of killings. Perhaps. Um, Also, if it matters to you, um, he did beat the shit out of hubris, and uh, killed Wolf. Who? Look, I know a lot of wolves. Oh, right. Um, um... Oh, God, what was Are you talking about the scrappy-looking one? Yes. Okay. Conrad. Conrad. Cornell. Yes, Conrad. That was it. Uh, she's gonna, like... Sorry. And she's gonna, like brush the <laughs> the things off of his, his chest. Yeah. Not like in a let me touch you way and a like this is actually bothering me so I'm gonna help you. Way. Yeah. 
No, and he just kind of looks down and watches you do it. We've also got a lead on the uh, split-mouthed half-orc that we're hunting. Oh? He's in the... Uh, near the Growlhund village? Growlhund villa. Growlhund villa. Hmm. It's not too far from here. No, should be a day trip. All right. We're going to go check it out now. I also wanted to let you know if you wanted to use our establishment as a safe house for the Zens, I think that would be a smart thing to do since a lot of agents use it as a hangout anyways. Yeah, that's Dabble. He kind of likes to bring a crowd around him most of the time, but I'll make sure to let the rest of my friends know that spirits and spirits is safe for a snake. Indeed. Is there any news that I need to know about? You haven't asked me to do anything. No, but... It's always good to keep in contact and, you know, there's any big things going on. Well, if you're looking to make some money, I do have a job. Just be a quick delivery gig. A delivery? Hmm. Of what to wear? Or should I not ask? Well, it's not my job to sell you on. I can just hook you up with the right person. His name's Schemo. He runs a bottle shop in the Market District. All right. Uh, should I tell him you sent me? Please do. What are you doing? Making arrows. Do you prefer to make them, not buy them? It's a little bit hard to find arrows to my specifications, so... Spent a while outside of towns, outside of cities. Needed to learn how to make my own, and I like the way that I make them better. I am enjoying the way you make them as well. <laughs> <laughs> and he just gives you this wide, toothy grin. Well, if you need me, you know where I am. All right. And now that you know where I am, feel free to come on by. I think I will do that. Try and keep my shafts straight. And he just holds up an arrow towards you and then shuts the door. Ghost kind of just goes... <laughs> walks back down the hallway. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so as you go back downstairs, that is around the time that Fala has collected uh, all of the bereavement flowers. Uh, and they, they approach you, Hubris. Uh, and you guys are in the middle of a transaction currently, and uh, they let you know that the price for all of these flowers is... Do you explain that it's Wolf who's dead? Or do you just say it's for a friend? It's for, for a very close friend. Uh, so she will offer you a discount uh, for 10 days supply uh, of these sweet-smelling herbs. Uh, for four gold pieces. Oh, that's pretty reasonable. And he reaches for his wallet, and he's like, "Fuck." 
I've got this. Thank you, Tom. Nah. I'll pay you back it's, later. No, nah, no, nah, it, it's cool. You, you know, this is kind of in my head. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll take your money and then uh, Fala will hand you uh, this large bag of these bereavement, uh, bereavement flowers and herbs. And that is around the time that you see Ghost uh, coming from downstairs. And Hubris is going to make his way upstairs. Where are you going? I just need to talk to the big guy real quick. The the other big guy. Is there a doctor up there or something? You guys like taking turns, my appointment next. What do you need to talk to him about? Just gonna ask him something. You know, if all of you really did want to talk to him together, I could have just... I did not want to talk to him. ...brought him down. What am I doing with all these flowers? Oh, uh, let's bring them back to the house. Secrets get us killed. Mm-hmm. Crocs disapproving. It's fine. That's two. Two secrets today. I'm just... What do, what do you just... mean? I told you about the hand. No, you and... Ghost. I'm not. I was flirting. Hmm. That's what I was doing. I believe that. That's not a secret. <laughs> no, not a secret at all. <laughs> um. All right. Well, we'll drop the flowers off at the house, and uh, you can <coughs> back there then. Yeah, I'll be a moment. All right. I'm gonna wait until he goes upstairs, and then I'm gonna sneak up the stairs. Oh, listen. <laughs> okay. Because we don't have a wolf anymore. <laughs> and sure. Fala just looks at you. Just, could could you not do that? It, like all the way up or all the way down, not in between. It looks weird for business. I'm gonna flip her a gold coin. <laughs> she, uh, they they catch it, and uh, Fala looks at it looks at you, looks at Torvash and Kronk, who are just sort of also standing there in the bottom of this flower shop. I'm going to look at Ghost and be like, you do what you have to do and make sure you get it done right and use a bardic inspiration. Oh! Hubris, make a perception check. Should I make a stealth check? Yes. Probably. Don't normally roll dice on Tuesday nights. (laughs) No, I don't. Three for perception? (laughs) Through prison. Okay. All right. I'm not a very wise boy. What's I, my bardic inspiration? I mean, I rolled uh, a 13, so it doesn't matter. But it's a 1d6 for the next you, 10 minutes. I was going to say, you have a 10, 10 minute window to use it, so yeah. save it uh, for something. Nope, I already used it. Sorry. Oh. So 13 plus 7, uh, it's a dirty 20. Okay. Yeah, so you slink in into the steps, almost like you were a, a feline getting ready for your prey, uh, even though you are more vulpine in nature. Uh, hubris, as you follow and then knock on the door. Housekeeping. Uh, and the door just opens up and you see Zaraj is wearing uh he's put on just the top part of a shirt but it's open all the way uh it's 
split in the middle down so you can just see his like ripped his ripped body his nice abs a a perfect little tuft of chest hair that's in the middle and he just looks down and just oh you really do look like shit get in here what the fuck do they feed you i feed myself what the fuck do you eat and he just gives you a big smile and does not answer uh, and he, he risks just the door behind him. Yeah. You know, it'd be a lot easier to do these kinds of things if all of you would just come and talk to me at once. I, there was like a miscommunication somewhere down the line, I guess. It, it happens. So, what happened to the horn? Uh, I got the ever-living shit beaten out of me by that carny master on the ships. <laughs> Is it carny who did it to you? Yeah, Are you it was sure you're cut out for the Zens? I was pinned to the floor. There was, like, other people there. Ghost told you, right, about that whole incident? She told me that you got beat within an inch of your life, and then Conrad ended up biting the dust. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Carney who did this? Whatever the fuck the ringmaster's name is. Hmm. Zara Zord. Yeah. So there was something else. He stole my arcane focus. So get a new one. 25 gold pieces, Max. This is very important to me. But also, he did mention that the firearm that I cannibalized off of his man that we killed that one night on the docks. Well, was his man's, so yeah. He owns like a stock of them, probably. Hmm. So you're saying there's more of those firearm things? Because we kept the black powder, the smoke powder that we found on the body. There's probably a stock of firearms and a stock of black powder on that ship. And it sounds like nothing I want to fucking deal with. As long as they keep it in the ship, it's not my problem. Well, alright. But... If you do decide to get back on that ship to... In case he becomes a problem... I know I'm not in a position to make requests, but... If you put a team together, can you put me on it? I suppose. I've got a score to settle with him. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like it. And he just kind of like looks to where the missing space of your horn is. Yeah, you don't fuck with the aesthetic. Nah, I understand that. Well, I'm going to throw this out there. Technically... Seeing as how you decided to get the manor right across the street from where I am, and Ghost has been so kind as to let us use your establishment as a safe house, I would be willing to perform at least a favor in return. Then what does this entail? What are my limitations? Well... Extreme value. If you want me to find 
Lord Never Ember's horde of dragons. I assume you can go fuck off. That's not happening. But if you need somebody killed, need somebody found, that I can do. I'll keep that under my hat for now. <clears throat> Is there anything else you need? Anything else you want? I really do want to kill that guy, but for now, I'll keep it. Under Killing wraps. something I'm good at. So if you need him dead. Oh, no. I kind of want to do it myself. <laughs> and Hubris leaves. As you, as you turn to leave. Told your friend Ghost same thing. If you want to kill him, I can snare and bring him to you. But you do fuck all, I don't care. I already got what I want. Could you get that focus back too, or is it just a one-time thing? If he seems into it, he'd probably keep it around him. Oh, sorry. But yeah. As right. thanks for one, letting me use your place as a safe house for me and my people. Two, finding information on that split lip son of a bitch. Yeah, about that. Do you want him back dead or alive? All I need is a head. Done. Whether it's on the body, off the body, I do not care. And third, <clears throat> thank you for giving me some attention. It's been a while. And I don't mean from you. I mean from your friend. And he just gets this big smile on his face. Ah, uh, always a pleasure, Zarash. Always a pleasure. All right. Uh, and he also lets you know... Uh, that all you need to do is give him a name and a time frame and he will do his best to make sure the deed is done all right okay. so yeah you end up uh leaving ghost make a perception check okay uh 16. All right, uh, so with a 16, uh, you heard very quietly some of the key points of the conversation, but you weren't able to do what Wolf was able to do and just like yeah. echo out and hear the entire conversation. Yeah. So yeah, you've heard some key points, like you've heard, uh, you heard Zardoz Zord mentioned once more. Uh, you heard Arcane Focus, uh, as well as uh, just who and time frame and I'll take care of it as okay. well as thanks for the attention sweet uh, when the conversation seems like it over, it's over I'm gonna go back down the stairs hopefully my friends have left and taken the flowers back home no <laughs> otherwise that would have been weird oh. yep it's <laughs> weird yeah uh, guys go get out go alright just following orders uh, yeah, I'm gonna hush, rush everyone out. 
All right. So are you are you going out with them or are you sticking yeah. around? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you quick. Bye. So you quickly. Uh, you quickly rush out with the group. Hubris, make a perception check as you are walking <laughs> down this hallway. Sixteen. All right. So with a sixteen, you hear. What are you still doing here? Go, go! I told you to go! And, like, you just hear, like, this rush of people downstairs. He's walking down the stairs, pinching his nose. <laughs> yeah. I follow. Follow. Hi, Hubris. Bye, Hubris. She just, or they just wave at you as you continue making your way out. Guys, why did you stick around? What were you thinking? And Hubris, you can see them maybe like 40 <laughs> feet in front of you. I... And Ghost is like sternly talking to them. <laughs> Turn in place and then look at the door and wait for them to leave. <laughs> oh, you're muted. When she's saying that, like, why did you wait around? and, and Or what were you thinking? Kronk just looks at you and blinks a lot. And then just kind of looks where we're headed and just doesn't like he wasn't <laughs> thinking anything <laughs> talking about like thinking, you know. Uh, you should know uh, these I don't live here. Uh, <laughs> uh that's fine. Um all right, uh just uh Kronk, do you feel comfortable putting the flowers around Wolf? Sure. Okay. I'll join you. All right. I'll wait here. Good idea. One one hundred, two one hundred. <laughs> uh, Can I right see again. him standing uh, there? With the yeah, door? it's the middle of the day, just standing in front of the shop, and he seems he to be counting to himself. Stand in front of. Oh no, he's being polite. I'm gonna go <laughs> go upstairs with Kronk and uh, move all the stuff out of the way for Wolf's room. And I'm going to start searching through his drawers. Okay. And then this is, uh, you begin searching around his desk uh, and you begin kind of like pulling out drawers. And when you do, you end up pulling out one of these drawers and it has a bunch of just crumpled up letters uh, or at least letterheads inside of it. Uh, and then you see one uh, that is, uh, it seems like it's folded up kind of crudely. Uh, but then it has uh, a bar of soap uh, on it that uh, has ghost written on it. I take that letter. Okay, and as you lift the soap up, you see that the letter kind of unfurls open. Uh, and I have sent you in Discord the letter that you found. So okay. that is completely up to you to read aloud or to keep to yourself. Okay. All right. Uh, so hubris. You are standing outside of the shop, uh, and eventually you hear your friends finally make their way to Troll Skull Manor and then enter inside the second, uh, the second floor. <clears throat> yeah, he's going to just turn, start walking towards Troll Skull. Okay. All right, so yeah, you follow not even a few minutes, a uh, few minutes later until you eventually also go upstairs to the second floor menu uh, or a second floor uh, of your establishment 
Torvash, I imagine that you remembered that your scones, if left out, were going to go stale, so you had kind of, like, taken care of them, uh, bundled them up real nice, and then made your way back out around. Uh, so you're kind of... what I heard uh, yell, like, instead of my cabbages, it's, my scones! <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I was eating them like Triscuits, you know. Like. Just mm -hmm. popping them in. Mm -hmm. So there are a few left. There's a small tray left, uh, but Torvash, you are bringing them upstairs uh, <clears throat> as it's comfort food. And, I mean, they went upstairs, and they seemed pretty okay by it. So why wouldn't you go upstairs? You're all friends. Uh, uh, hubris is coming upstairs? Yeah, and Hubris ends up meeting Torvash on the stairs uh, as you guys are walking up to the second floor. Stun? Uh, sure. Yes. That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, Ghost is going to finish reading the letter and then walk out of the room as she hears them coming up the stairs. Um, she... Make a perception check. Really quick. 12. Uh, so when you had picked up the soap and then held the letter in one hand and read it, uh, when you looked at uh, at the end of it, you realized that there was a uh, depression mark that the soap had left on the paper. Mm -hmm. And so you look at the underside of the soap bar uh, and you see that there was a heart engraved on the bottom part of the soap. And I'm going to walk out in the hallway. Okay. Uh, as Kronk, you are um, make a performance check. Yes, I was so going to ask if you hadn't if you hadn't said something. Oh yeah, I was waiting for it. No, this is a ceremony. This is a this is a whole ordeal. I, I, it's an arrangement. Yeah, it's art. It's it's an art. It's a balloon um, arch. Well, it's it's a dead body, and so you know. Uh, so seventeen. Put the over the eyes. Fourteen or fourteen plus my three for performance. All right. Uh, yeah, so you can decorate him however you want. Uh, I'm imagining that there are, like, the posies over the eyes, and by the end of it, he kind of looks a little, like, Dia de los Muertos style, where, like, there's just all of these very nice uh, floral arrangements around Wolf, uh, as well as uh, you guys have kind of tucked him in, or did you tuck him into the blankets, or, like, you no, re-robed him? You, did you yeah, re-clothe him? He put him back, I put him back in his clothes and took okay. my tunic back. All right, gotcha. Uh, and so, yeah, and then the finishing touch that you kind of add uh, is the last of these very, uh, this stick of lavender that you kind of put into a lapel pocket. Uh, so it's just kind of sticking out and you, Wolf's skin is starting to gray mm. noticeably. But other than that, yeah, you finish putting flowers onto a dead body. And then I turn like to go, Ta-da! And Ghost isn't there. And, uh, and <laughs> Kronk just lumps away. Uh, when you do the ta-da and then look back and realize that uh, Ghost isn't there, you hear in the room around you, Yay! <laughs> oh, <Liv. laughs> uh, Kronk smiles. Thanks, buddy. And then walks out. All right. So once the boys come upstairs... Uh, I'm gonna. No, thank you. Hubris? Okay. Yes. What was the three days about? Oh, and he grabs it. I grab a scone and pop it. <laughs> I'm gonna sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfortable for this one. You know, 
No, Wolf has these stupid things about challenges and whatnot, and mm -hmm. fucking... He challenged me to try to woo you in three days, or else he was gonna try to stop as well. And you didn't. We didn't really have much of an opportunity to. We've been working. And there were deaths, and, you know... Am I a prize to be won, Hubris? No, you're your own person. I just... I didn't agree to it in the first place, but... Yeah, that's not gonna happen. And she, like, shoves a bar of soap on, like, onto him as she shoves him out of the way, and she walks downstairs. Yeah, uh, and Hubris, you look down, and on this bar of soap, you see that Ghost's name has been carved, uh, and then on the reverse side, you see that a heart was carved into the soap as well. So, we going soon? Cronk, Cronk, pat you on the head. Ow! Ah, Jesus mm. Christ, Cronk. Forgot about the horn. Yeah. Pops another scone. <laughs> That's the last one, they'll go in there. But, but I... Sorry. I'm not... Set scene blank, you deserved it. I don't know what happened, but I know you fucked up. You know, it just feels like I just got out of the fucking doghouse. Now I'm back in. Hubris is just ranting as he walks to his room and he puts like the soap on the table on his table. But hey, no competition. Okay, you know what? You can shut the fuck up because a friend mm -hmm. of mine just died. And if you're gonna act like that, Silver in our morning. <laughs> Silver lining. Well, hey, no, that's cool. We're gonna go kill a dude. Hubris walks away. After Hubris is gone, Kronk leans down to Torvash and says, quiet, as quietly as Kronk also can whisper, um, <laughs> he says, Seems like there is competition still from beyond the grave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he stands back up to his eight feet tall and he's just missing the ceilings. Mm. Oh, fuck, I know big. <clears throat> and he pats you on the shoulder and lumps Let's off. Go, friends. Yeah, go, friends. <laughs> what should I cook tomorrow? Yeah, and you're kind of having that conversation with Kronk, kind of planning out your own personal menu. Uh, as Ghost, you reach the. Uh, you reach the inside of the of the bar section of the manor, uh, and you can see that it's earlier in the day now. Uh, and Clay and Ellie uh, are in the process of uh, getting the bar ready to start your guys' day. Uh, it's already a little bit past noon at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to wave, make sure that... No, I'm... Ghost doesn't actually care what they're doing, so she's going to stand and wait outside for the boys all right so we can go 
Yeah, so the three of you come down from the second flight of stairs, uh, and you just see that ghost is just patiently waiting outside. Taking off. Let's go. Mm. And Gronk, like, goes for the door, and at this point, he doesn't even reach for the door. He's expecting Lyft to open it, so I hope he does. Um <laughs> Kronk, you kind of like ram yourself into the okay. door uh, as the as what you had told uh, Liff as his command uh, okay. was to watch over Wolf. Um, I was hoping, yeah. and uh, so bam, <laughs> he opens it and he goes in, and you know, goes under the bar to get his uh, friend here, and then uh, then comes back out and is ready to go. He does know how to open doors, right? Yes, sometimes. Okay, just just making sure the doors are going to be an issue. Not with this group. Mm. Okay. Make right. doors sometimes. We're gonna. Oh. Shall how, we? Go how ahead. long has it been since we burned down the house in the? castle ward in the castle ward it has been a week a bit close to 20 you did it towards the start of wolf's incarceration yeah. it's been about and... it's been about a month it's been about 30 days oh, all right then i guess you guys uh also see not only does Kronk have the sword uh, sticking out but he also has his ball and chain again um at his side but kind of tucked back a little bit so his cloak kind of covers it mm-hmm. um yeah hair in front of eye and uh away we go all right Unless anyone else needs something all right all righty so you guys uh collect all of your things about you and then you begin making your way towards where you believe Growlhoon Villa Villa to be. So, uh, Torvash, I would like for you to make a survival check to navigate your way there. As you are the only person who really has a general understanding of where this location is. And even then, it's more feeling-based. 21. All right. Your feelings lead true, for yours is the power of heart. Uh, as you just gladly navigate your party through the city, taking these turns that the rest of you just don't even really expect until Torvash takes a very quick veer down an alleyway and then another alleyway, uh, and until eventually you guys find yourself in front of this large wall uh, that also has a large wooden gate in front of it. Uh, And this gate is just... uh, two uh it's just two large uh wooden doors uh that can open up inward to kind of let in carts or other people that are coming into the villa and you can see that there is a a two-story house that uh is placed on the inside of this wall and looking uh and Kronk, you're tall enough that you kind of stand on your tippy toes a little bit uh and you can see that there is a separate building off to the side as well and that looks like it would be the stable house i have to think that torvash didn't know he was leading he thought he was following ghosts because he said i'm in charge of plans so it's one of those they were just following each other 
Yeah. Awkward things. And then he's like, wait, you're not leading? I was following you. As we get outside, we just stop. Yeah. No, you guys have, le- like, it. you arrive right at the double doors uh, of this area. And that is when uh, you have that exchange of, but I thought you were leading. Uh, and so you guys arrive there. What would you like to do? You see that the city streets are full of people. Uh, it's not a highly dense uh concentration of shops or anything like that but you do see that there are two or three carts that are traveling by there are groups of people that are now wearing thicker clothes uh you can see their breath just kind of escaping their mouths as they all continue about their days um and this villa seems to be like someone's home or like a summer home yes this seems like somebody's home yeah okay um Hmm. Um, Torvash, uh, do you have any way of seeing things beyond what you can see with your eyes? Uh, only what Ash shows us, which is kind of when I sleep. Right. Um, um hey, you see. And Kronk like reaches up and touches the stonework, and he's like, "See how this is hooked up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Learning masonry, I I can do even more damaged doors now." Ooh, you well, want me to go down? No, not yet. All right. We need to do a once over. Um, I'd like to casually walk around the place, right. uh, and uh, see if we can case it a bit, if you will. Yes. So, the villa itself. Uh, kind of looking around, you can see that it expands outward of about, um, gonna say closer to about 120 feet at its longest point. Uh, and that seems to be towards the back where the stable is. And you can see that, uh, as well, this wall that is connected eventually leads into the side of the house. Uh, And on this upper floor of the house, you can see that there is a balcony that's setting out. So that way, uh, if the owners of this house on a on a fine summer evening would like to sip wine and watch the commoners below them do their business, they totally can. Uh, And as you are looking around, you can see that the house itself takes up the majority of the westernmost wall uh, and then Coming along the back uh, of this large establishment, you can see as well uh, that towards the eastern end of the back wall, uh, where Kronk had had, uh, seen the stable house, that there is a large stable door uh, that looks like it is a sliding door. Uh, Do we know who lives here? uh, being that it's named the Growlhund Villa, you would assume that it would be one Lord and Lady Growlhund. Do we know them? Uh, make history checks. If you would like to learn more about Lord and Lady Growlhund. <laughs> 16. 19. 11. Okay. <laughs> one. Ghost, you've never heard of these fucking people once in your entire life. They're probably like local celebrities or something yeah. like that. If we had a halfling, they they could ride on my shoulders and they could look over the wall and take notes. You know I can ride on your shoulders, right? Yeah. But you're that big. 
Wow, Kronk. No, like, you know. <laughs> so Kronk, Kronk doesn't realize, he doesn't realize that he said that that way. <laughs> and then he continues and is like, but you wouldn't look like a little kid. Just... You are correct. I would not look like a little kid. I'm going to lean into Hubris and be like, looks like you got a friend in the doghouse, buddy. Uh, and for the two that rolled the, uh, 16 and the 19, uh, you would know that Lord and Lady Grauhund, uh, their family lineage, uh, spans at least a couple hundred years here in Waterdeep. Uh, they're very prominent figures, but they aren't necessarily in line to become the next masked lord or a high lord, and they... Hubris, you remember hearing about a falling out that they had actually with a lot of the other lords and ladies uh, about, uh, at this point, it would be about 150 years ago. Uh, but, uh, and it, it had something to do uh, with the relatives that they have in the city of Yartar, uh, but you aren't really sure why Yartar affects Waterdeep at all. It, it's a podunk town near Tribor. Nobody ever really goes there anyways. Why would that matter at all? But apparently the Water Davian, uh, the Water Davians were just very much opposed uh, to the interactions that the Grauhuns had, so they had gotten uh, more kicked to the edges of society before uh, they are, as they are now trying to regain uh what they had, and they seem to be doing a very, very good job of it. I'll relay some of that information. They're just throwing it out there. You guys ever just tried talking? You're talking now. What do you mean? Like, knock on the door and talk <laughs> your way in? Yes. That's humorous job. I'm just going to look at his broken horn, his broken hand, and the fact he looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, his nose is pretty his nose is pretty jabbed up as well. Um no, that if they're housing a rogue sent agent, then they're probably not going to just tell us where he is. Okay. Uh, Torvash, before we go any further in this arrangement we have, are you comfortable with killing someone? Um, if I have to. Are you comfortable with us killing someone? Oh, I'm, I'll support you in whatever choices you make. How about torture? Do you have a stomach for that? What do you need done? Fair enough. Good answers. I'm going to insight check him. Okay. <laughs> That's a nine. All right. Torvash, what's Ghost's read on this? Um, kind of torn because he does get influenced by the spirit that's bound to him. And Wolf's sister was a very kind, caring person. But Torvash wasn't when he was younger, so it's in a conflict. Old him would be like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go kill some motherfuckers." The new him's kind of like, "I'll just support you guys." All right. Um, can we see into the stable at all? 
Uh, from where you guys are, it does not look like the stable building uh, is going to be viewable from the outside. Uh, it seems like the sliding door to the back is actually the main entrance that is used for this stable. Uh, there is a little side door, but you believe that to be like a servant's entrance slash mm -hmm. main entryway for foot traffic. And does the villa itself, the house, does it have, does it, is it common for there to be basements here? Uh, in this uh, in this section of town, basements are not a common thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that you guys have a basement is actually one of the selling points. Like, if you were to look at the Zillow listing for Troll Skull Manor, included basement is one of the, like, high, one of the top amenities that people uh, seem to be going after. So you aren't per you aren't necessarily sure at this point, mm -hmm. uh, but you believe that... Uh, with the amount of guilds that there are within this city, if you wanted to find out about if they had either drainage pumps that ran under this area of town, mm -hmm. or if this place particularly had a basement, you could probably go to a guildsman uh, mm -hmm. and see if you could get blueprints or plans from them. Okay. Um, long shot, but I am going to... Uh, I'm going to say the, the, it's a sliding door. Yeah. To the, okay. I'm just going to say uh, to Kronk, make a wall. And I'm going to, like, not slide it open, but crack it a little bit. Like, as much as I can without it moving too much. And I'm going to try and sniff inside and see what I can perceive. So you go to try and move this large sliding door, uh, and as you pull it aside, uh, you hear a, uh, a metallic jingling noise, and you look over just very quickly. You've... It's been a twitchy couple of days. Uh, and you look over, and you can see that there is just this nice padlock uh, that is mm -hmm. keeping the sliding door shut. Uh, okay. But being a sliding door, uh, you kind of, like, creak it open just a little bit so that way you could yeah. see through. Uh, so make a perception check. Uh, and you said that you were going to try and smell through the crack? Yeah, just to see if I can smell anything other than horse. Okay. So make a perception check. That is a 16. All right. Uh, so with your 16, you smell... There you, are. you smell the faint uh, aroma of humans, but they don't seem to be present, or they seem to be getting more drowned out uh, right. by the horses that are there. But it seems very faint, regardless. Human scent, for sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think that we should perhaps find a nice place to stake it out at night and see if we can see better into the house that way um it's like in the morning right uh at this point it is mid-afternoon okay uh hubris unless you would like to uh talk your way into some blueprints for this house hmm. i could see maybe do you want to or not i could do it all right, that wasn't a challenge. And <laughs> kind of starts walking towards the guilds. 
All right. When she, when I see that they're walking away, I stop being a wall and mm -hmm. start following. All right. Uh, so as you make your way uh, back to the high road, because uh, you aren't really sure where to which which specific guild you are looking mm -hmm. for, uh, you end up finding one of the helpful magisters throughout town uh, that can direct you. Uh, to any of the guilds that you are currently uh, seeking to go and talk to. So which guilds would you uh, like directions to from this magister? And you can Mason. see it's the it's the red tiefling woman uh, who had actually given you the deed for Troll School Manor. And she does not seem to recognize you at all. Good. Yeah. Uh, Masonry Guild, uh, Carpenter's Guild... Probably if there's, hmm. We can get both. We can split up. Yeah. I'm also persuasive. Yeah, true. Do servants have their own guild, or is it that you hire servants out? Well, uh, servants are kind of free reign. Uh, they call themselves the, uh, the temporarily lacking guild. So uh, the non-unionized. Yes. Uh, they're, they'll go out and they'll join different guilds for the day. Uh, they're general workers, but mm. yeah. not too much past that. Uh, right. So merchant or stonemasons and carpenters, carpenters guild. guild. All right. Uh, so yeah, she, uh, begins to give you directions to the Masons and the Carpenters Guild, and that is where we are going to go into our first break of the evening. So, I wanted to say thank you to all these wonderful players for sticking to Waterdeep, even though the last week, the last time we played was a little rough, and then this week, uh, is, it was coming in off yet another got or no this week wasn't a hiatus it just feels like there was there's always so much time in between our games i just want to play all the time um i want to say thank you to all of the people who've stopped by to to watch this amazing game unfold before our very eyes and if you'd like to see more of what we do you can check us out at youtube.com slash the indoor adventure or you can listen to the audio cast at indooradventures.podbean.com uh, we're going to try and be back in five to ten minutes, so don't go no place unless it's going to be to grab a drink, food, or a friend. So bring them all back, and we are going to try our best to be right back as well. All right, everybody. Bye-bye! Uh, and we're back from outer space! Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the return to Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Uh, so last you guys left off, you were getting information about where to go, uh, to talk to the Mason's Guild as well as the Carpenter's Guild, uh, and you were directed towards the Market District, uh, for the Guild Headquarters, uh, for the Carpenter's Guild, and then you were directed, uh, to the North Ward, uh, for the Mason's Guild. Uh, and... As you go, uh, are you splitting up to take care of these uh, in twos, or are you going as a group of four? As a group. Okay. Uh, so which guild are you going to first? Is these are kind of uh, right. placed at, at odd angles. We are in the North Ward, right? Yes, you are currently in the North Ward. 
So probably the Mason's Guild. All right. Catch it before it closes. Yep. Uh, so make a set of survival checks. And who's ever leading can make the survival check. I can do that. Are they Fey? No. That's an eight. All right. Uh, so it takes you guys. Uh, you will, yeah, you would have advantage because of other people helping you. Thank you. Yep. That's better. That's a dirty 20. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you get this weird, like, mental mapping of where you need to go, and then you realize that that round trip would take you hours. Then you kind of, like, shake your head, and then you just see the pathway, like, almost immediately to the place. Uh, and you end up getting there within about 15 minutes. Uh, and when you walk inside, you can see that uh, there are stone statues and sculpts and busts of uh, many of the famous heroes throughout Waterdeep. You can see that there are busts uh, that look like they're on a... Uh, that look like they are on a long cart that has wheels at the bottom. Uh, and they are all busts of the same individual with a large orange ribbon wrapped around one side of it and a little placard that says 75% off uh, hanging from the side of it. Uh, make a history check as you look at this, as you kind of look at this face. Sixteen. Nineteen. And 10. Uh, so everybody except for Toravash recognizes this to be the face of Lord Dagult Neverember, the former open lord of Waterdeep. Uh, it seems like no one can get these busts that were made of him off of their shelf, so they are, they are willing to sell them to you for an extremely discounted price. Uh, and as you are looking around, you can see that there, uh, that there is a dwarf uh, who's currently just checking over some paperwork. Uh, and then as you all kind of make your way in uh, and are taking a look of his wares, uh, he sets uh, sets his quill down and uh, kind of pushes some papers off to the side, folds his arms up in front of him, places them on the desk, and, well, what can I help you with today? Before we walk in, I'm just going to ask you, Riss, how do you want to play this? could always go for like hey i'm a rich guy here to renovate and i'm looking for some inspiration on my estate fair enough okay hi um i'm looking to renovate my estate but um was just wondering if you have any um inspirations on hand like br blueprints per se well uh I suppose we do, and it's good on you for making sure that you're a smart buyer. You don't know how many people give us blueprints and then are shocked when their house is half complete because their walls were twice as long as they thought that they were. Oh, yeah. It's a real shame to have too big of a house. Listen, I'm just trying to make sure that our property lies within our boundaries and doesn't overextend because there's some legal issues around that. You know how it is. Oh, it's, it's the city of Waterdeep. It is the city of legal issues. <laughs> now, uh, did you have any houses in mind that you were trying to emulate? Um, well, I was kind of looking for ooh, maybe three particular places. Uh, the Never Ember Estate, 
uh, Troll Skull Manor, and what was the other one we were looking for? Oh, was it the Growlhoon Estate? I loved the balcony. And he just sort of nods, uh, nods to himself and just, those are pretty good choices. I, I thought I wouldn't recommend Troll Skull Manor. Doesn't seem structurally sound. Uh, well, we went there earlier, and they did do some renovations. Eh. <laughs> uh, Good to know. Yeah, and he uh, <laughs> he begins going into the uh, going into a large file cabinet that he has, and he just starts looking through it. Um, and as he does, it's not like a pull drawer file cabinet; it is just a large wall of shelving units that all have uh, these boxes that are just stuffed with these scrolls. Uh, until he and you hear him muttering to himself in dwarvish uh do any of you speak dwarvish no i'm gonna lean back no towards ghost and i go hey remind me to petition never ember to throw some support columns in the fight pit right uh, and you see uh, this dwarf pull uh, one long scroll out, and then he pulls another scroll out, uh, and then he ends up pulling a uh, third scroll out. And he sets them, and he comes back over, and he sets down uh, these three blueprints. And you can see that uh, one is marked uh, TS, the other is marked GV, and then uh, the last one is uh, NE. So, are these public record, or do we have to give these back at the end of the day? Oh, they don't leave the building. Ah, fair, fair, fair. But I can look over these with you and make sure that you're getting uh, everything that you want. Now, here, let me... And he pulls up another large piece of paper and sets it down in front of him. Uh, so, you're looking to draft uh, a new house... Uh, so what you're going to want, uh, looking at all of these, they have a little bit of room for an open yard, uh, and he just kind of begins drawing the outline of this building. Uh, how much property are we working with, and how much do you, of it do you want to use towards the house, towards the yard, towards a, uh, do you have a stable house? I'm assuming you're probably going to have a stable house if you're paying for a new building's construction here in Waterdeep, because let me tell you about land prices. They're outrageous. Yeah. The dead have a better opportunity at buying plots of land than the living. Well, our state, our place is kind of around the same area as uh, any polls GV over. Yes, that looks about right. Yeah. All right, so are you looking to replicate it entirely? What is, how, is, how much oh. of your inspiration is coming through on this building? Uh, and then he kind of like looks at it, looks at Troll Skull. So it looks like most of these buildings are two stories. So is are you wanting two stories? I know your your lady said that she wanted uh, she wanted the balcony to look out over. Maybe something like an eighty twenty split. Have a nice garden in the front. All right, and he begins drawing out, uh, like, sections out a little part. Is this going to have a wall in front of it? Can I surreptitiously start studying the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, manor. Okay. Yeah. Um, I kind of want, like, a... Is wrought iron fence a little too Victorian, or...? What's that mean? <laughs> Who's oh. Victorian? Uh, it's uh, a queen, uh, a, a lord. It's a style of... 
Never mind. Um, I got a 16. Okay. All right, and Ghost, you are trying to do it as well. Uh, so this is going to be just a straight intelligence roll. No, so 17. Okay. Natural looking... 20. Nice. <laughs> you are the brains of this operation. Uh, I'm looking at the masonry and the stonework to see if there's anything I can see along those yeah. lines. Okay. To cronk, like... What do you think material-wise, big guy? Um, just go for straight marble on the floor, or...? Um, with my whopping five, I say something very stupid, like, we should have statues out front. Yeah, no. I agree. And you know what? If you decide to take one of those statues, and he points to one of uh, Lord Daggolt, I'll cut you a deal. You can take those off of my hands for a sweet, sweet five gold pieces. You can have it right in your front yard. But that's if you end up going through the process of the house. Otherwise, it still will be the cheap, low, low price of 15 gold pieces. And it's one statue or a bunch of statues? for? Uh, there are three, but he's selling you one for 15. Oh, okay. This is a large bust. You could replace one of the heads on your training dummies with one. <laughs> do whatever you want with it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, does this do estates like this? Would it be practical to have a basement? Uh, I mean, you could have a basement if you wanted. I could draw one up for you. Uh, that's definitely up the Mason's Guild. Although, probably going to want to talk to the sewer God, what are they called? <clears throat> the sewers. That's not sewage right. treatment. Yeah, the sewage treatment people. Your friends got the right idea. Mm-hmm. They treat the be... sewers. I thought it was just like a big tunnel. Well, so... if you decide to dig any lower beneath the street surface, you run a risk of going into the sewer, so you need to make sure that um... you talk to see the dung sweepers guild uh to ensure that that doesn't run along any central lines uh so your being there isn't going to block up everyone else's shit and make the north ward smell worse than it does whenever the out-of-towners come in is trollskull manor the only one with a basement uh on your display yes from these three maps um, is, so from my, um, my overview of this, uh, blueprint, am I seeing anything that could be like a, um, like a hiding space? Secret room. A secret room! Secret room! Secret uh, so looking around, you see that there are not any areas that would be set up with a secret room. It seems like it all is a very well laid out floor plan. Almost yeah. like having a secret room on a blueprint would defeat the purpose of a secret right. room. Is mm-hmm. this guy drawing up a... Yeah, he a is drawing a blueprint for you guys. Uh, Can we just... I, like, yeah, no, I was going to say... So, I exterior, I kind of want something different. But interior, I really like the design of... Um, and I move the other house the gb okay so overall design you like this one um 
Internally, yes. Internal design. Uh, do you know what plots of land... Well, of course you would know what plots of land uh, you're going to be building on. Uh, so, do you know which one? I can look through the files, make sure that it lines up correctly. Um, what, what do you need? Just the name? Or? Well, I would need the identification number. Crossroads, what house Ooh. is it's next to? We would have to get that identification number for you. Um, why don't... Uh, you know, it's kind of late. I don't want to stay up too late tonight. Um, can we get back to you tomorrow about that? Yes, of course. Hmm. Um, is there anything else we wanted to do when looking at this? Mm, just try to remember as much of it as possible. Oh, I got this. Okay, cool. Yeah, until it's like recall a history check. I don't remember. <laughs> I know it's in there. I can't recall it. Um, it, uh, it unless anyone else has anything. No. Not here. Kronk, do you need any tools while we're here? Hmm. One of my files was missing. Oh, I've got that in my room. I tried to. It was a bad idea. Hmm. No, I'm good. good. Good thinking, though. Thank you. Tell you, look, I can see you're all busy people. You look incredibly strong. Any motions to Kronk? If you can pick up that bust by yourself, mm -hmm. two gold pieces. You guys just really want these out, huh? What if she can pick up the bust? If she can pick it up, it's free. I guess I can try. <laughs> I believe in you. Bardic inspiration. Let's go. Oh, Let's get nice. you free. Uh, I'm going to go over and I'm going to like, kind of like, like try to get a grip on it. Like kind of like, oh, oh, this is hard. And then I'm going to try to pick it up. Okay. Athletics? Yes. I side eye cronk like, oh, here we go. Mm hmm. That is a uh, 17. All right. Yeah, so with a 17, you manage to lift it up and your legs kind of give a little bit. Like, this is a very heavy mm -hmm. statue. Uh, but you do manage to kind of keep it and you have to, like, brace yeah. your legs a little bit go into a wider stance but you are able to just hold on to it by its lower uh by where it stops where the shoulders are mm -hmm. uh and dwarf just <whistles> you know what it's yours take it you want it Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> and and because of the powerful build it's yeah it's fine yeah Woo. That is a doozy. What is that made out of? Solid granite. Who, who is it made for? Well, most people like having a bust of the open lord around their homes. Mm. Just as in case he ever comes by. And this fucker, and he look like he just motions towards the the statues of uh, Daggled. He says. He ended up doing screwing the town out of a court out of a half million dragons. And then he left. He's a never winter now. 
Only fitting, never ember, never winter. I guess, But uh, his face doesn't sell except for people looking to smash. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get them off the friends. shelf. Because they're heavy? Because <laughs> they're heavy and it's also because yeah. nobody wants to see his fucking face in their home. Could you make it a smaller bust of a different person? Commission me, I'll do it. No, I'm just saying if you want to, you know, reuse the granite. Just a suggestion. I suppose, but it seems like it would just be shitting all over the artist's intent. Fair enough. Um, Wouldn't smashing it also be shitting it over the artist's intent? Once you buy it, it's your statue. Fair enough. Well, that was lovely. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, probably, to uh, continue our adventure. Sounds good. Thank you for coming by. What was your name? <laughs> My name was Falren. Fallren. Thank you, Fallren. Uh, good evening. Do you know where the sword people are? The what? You sewage treatment. Oh! The Dung Sweepers Guild. They'd be in the South Ward. That seems really far. It's not bad. It's maybe 30 minute walk. Thank you very much, Falren. And just kind of nods and motions with his hand from his head to bid you a to bid you guys a good evening as you begin to make your way back out onto the street. And you can see that the snow is is beginning to come down now. And it's kind of been chillier all day, but as it leads into the night and the moisture from the bay actually sweeps through the city, you kind of get this feeling of cold about you uh, as uh, you begin to see this snow just kind of gently fall from above. Um, I'm going to sit down and jot down everything I remember from the um, map that I just saw. Okay. Um, so I don't forget so it. Do you have a parchment? Or That's a quill? That's question. Ooh. I don't. Does anyone have a quill? I, there might be one in my entertainer's kit. No. If I took the diplomat's pack, I would, but I didn't, so I don't. Shit. I'm like, who needs parchment and quill in this game? You would know oh. that. I'm looking. Well, Here you sec. We can buy I some. Yeah, I was, was going to say, you do know that there is a quill as well as some parchment in your house. Oh, sure. It is just in Wolf's room from when he had previous be previously I been guess. writing letters. So you have parchment, you just don't have ink or a quill on you. Correct. Uh, but is there like a merchant? Yeah, you, like uh, the next stop can... that you guys were planning on going to, which was the Carpenter's Guild, uh, you know that that was in the market district. So if you went through the Grand Market, then you would most certainly be able to find any kind of pen and ink. And you also know that your neighbor, Rishal, uh, is also a seller of fine inks, quills, and parchments. Do we still need the Carpenter's Guild if we got the blueprints from this one? I don't think so. Can you think of a reason? I'm just following you guys. Hmm. Unless they built the secret room. 
or a oh, you wouldn't really document that sort of thing what point no but we might be able to talk them into telling us Operational hours aside, it's late, right? Is it? Yeah, it's getting later on in the day now, and you can see that the sun uh, off over uh, where, uh, just over the deep water bay, is the sun is now beginning to set. So there is this nice kind of orangish, purplish hue uh, that seems to just be coating uh, the city of Waterdeep, giving shadows an even longer look now. Uh, all facing towards the east. And Kronk has actually taken his cloak and like wrapped it over so you can see that it's a statue, but you can't see of who. Okay. Um, yeah, I would like to go buy some parchment and, and quill and then uh, head back to the house to case it. Okay. If anyone has any objections at night? We're still about trying to become the help. That might take longer than we need. I would like to see what the operations are like at night. Okay. Is there any establishments around the area, like a tavern, an inn sort of dealy? Uh, there were no taverns and inns uh, near the villa. As this was in the North Ward, yours is really one of the only taverns that are available. That's why it's been so so large and popular, especially near uh, where you guys are in Trollskull Alley. It's a very nice uh, secluded area to just get up to some drunken shenanigans. Whereas if there was a bar or tavern near the Growlhuns, they could probably just buy out the tavern and then destroy it if they wanted to. So it's mostly just homes, neighbors. Uh, you saw a few flower shops. There's a nice candy store uh, that's there as well. Uh, and there are a few other uh, minor establishments located throughout. I can scope out the roof, make sure, I don't know, see what I can see from a bird's eye view. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd like to go get parchment. Okay. So... Uh, you end up finding, uh, you end up finding somebody who is willing to sell you a sheet of parchment, uh, for a silver piece. It's really not that expensive. Uh, and as far as a quill, you find a quill and an ink pot, uh, without really... Two oh. copper pieces for the quill and ten gold pieces for a pot of ink for a full bottle. Yeah, that's totally fine. I don't need that much ink. They don't exactly sell them in dabs. <laughs> I'll float you the gold. Thank you. So that was how many silver pieces total? So four... Five. How much was the... Quill? It was a copper. I'll just take off the silver. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was two copper for the the quill itself and i think each piece of parchment is uh a couple of silvers yeah. 10 pieces of parchment is is a gold piece yeah i know that <laughs> uh and the the man that you are buying these from uh is a small little halfling man and he offers to sell you uh, some sealing wax to go along with your parchment, if you would so, if you would so like, for for a marginal five silver. 
Oh no, thank you. I um, I don't want that. <laughs> he just puts his hands up like, okay. <laughs> Ghost was gonna lie, and then she just, nope. I don't need to. All right. So you begin to make your way. Uh, yeah, you've purchased all your supplies. Are you going back to Troll Skull? Uh, is it dark yet? It is. You would know that it's probably another hour until it gets dark. Until it gets dark enough to consider it nightfall. Okay. Um. So. So yeah, I would like to go back to Troll Skull. Okay. So I can sit down and sketch. Not in the spirits and spirits, but upstairs. Okay. So yeah, and when you when you guys approach uh, spirits and spirits, you can hear not Doug playing from underneath. You can hear that there is a loud, that uh, there is a gathering of people. It's not necessarily dense by any means. Uh, it's not packed uh, like it was your first few nights, but there are still people who uh, who are making their their rounds through spirits and spirits. Uh, so ghost is going upstairs. What would the rest of you like to be doing? Before she peels off, I, I'm like, where's this going? Oh, that's yours. What do you want to do with it? Hmm. Turning in something new. I believe in you. All right. I, I work on somehow getting it downstairs without just throwing it down the hatch. <laughs> okay, so you you convince Clay to help you keep the hatch open, and you just kind of cradle it as you go down. It's... It's very easy for you because, like, you lower yourself about halfway, grab it, <laughs> extend your leg down, find footing on the ground, and then slink down with it. And Ooh. the people, the people at the bar, like, yeah, it's whatever. Like, they see people, they see, <laughs> they don't care at this point. Like, they have seen you guys go down into that hole as four people and then come up looking very worried as two people. Uh, and then they have also seen, um, They've also just like had people go down, grab drinks, come back up, so everyone's aware of the of the underground area. There's a rumor table, and I, if this was you know part of a module, like, mm -hmm. oh, the rumor is there's another portal down there. <laughs> you guys can totally seed. You guys can totally <laughs> like start seeding that information into the populace if you would like. <laughs> nice. All right, uh, and then, so Kronk is going to do masonry. Ghost is going to recreate a map. Uh, Hubris, what would you like to do? I'm going to wait for uh, break-in, not dog set, and then flag down Davil. Okay. Yeah, so uh, they're just going to continue to play, but as you motion towards Davil, Davil just acknowledges uh, your... He understands the intent that you were giving, uh, but he's still in the middle of a song. Torvash, what would you like to be doing? I'll just sit down. Okay. All right. So you're just I'm like you and Hubris sitting next to each other at a at a table, or are you sitting at the bar? Like, are you separating yourself from uh, from Hubris to enjoy a drink, or are you just hanging out? I'll just sit down. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna also flag down uh, Ellie and point to Torvash, whisper something to her, and to like get him an ale. Okay. And she just nods and sure thing, boss. Walks off. Uh, and then Torvash, you see that there is a, uh, there is a nice bottle of, uh, of ale that's set in front of you. Thanks, but I don't drink. Torvash, I, I do. Torvash, I do. <laughs> uh, and she says, 
Uh, well, would you like anything? We have... I'm good. Well, suit yourself. Well, it's yours if you would like it. You're doing a good job. Thank you. She kind of like straightens up her little blouse a little bit and then turns and walks away. Uh, and then the set uh, ends up coming to an end, the song that uh, Davil is currently playing. And then he quickly says something to the other two that are still playing, kind of just like, oh, just fill it, just fill the room. You guys are good at this. I believe in you. And then he hops off. Uh, and then he just kind of uh, sets his loot down for a little bit. And you hear some, bo- like, some, oh, and he's like, I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh, until eventually he comes over and he sits down next to you. And as he does, he kind of just brushes the brushes the gorgeous red hair out of his face and just, they're always so demanding. What can I do for you, good friend? There's like the pop of a cork. Pour some wine out for him. Pour some wine out for himself. Oh, what's the occasion? Uh, well, n- just to renegotiate uh, uh, our terms a little bit. All right. Well, there's been a little bit of a noise complaint in the neighborhood, and we thought it best that maybe, like, end of the weeks you guys can take off. We'll have a quiet day at the bar. Suits me just fine. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's really it. Um, same prices as normal. Uh, same time frames aside from end of the week. That's all. Totally works fine with me. This is the easiest negotiation I've ever been a part of. <laughs> uh, your wrist chuckles. Eh, cheers, devil. Cheers to you, hubris. What? happened with you last i saw you were you were in the carnival like how did you manage that just continue sipping wine so you see there was a clown a pickle jaw and a dignitary (laughs) all right that's when you guys are gonna fade uh to ghost i would like for you to make a history check with advantage while you go to uh recreate uh, this map that you saw. Okie dokie. Normally you would have, it would be a very high DC, but luckily you rolled a nat 20 on the initial scan. Yeah, I did. And I rolled a dirty 20 on the advantage. Nice. So you have, you believe you have a, a one-to-one scale replica of the Growlhund estate. At least the blueprints of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then I'm going to, uh, let wait for it to dry and then uh uh bring it bring downstairs and and fold up uh and try and catch up with the guys okay uh Kronk, what are you doing well whilst um whilst davil's off the stage would uh would this be a good time for Kronk's poem it would so, Kronk, you hear that there is a lull, and then the music picks up, but you don't hear Davil playing at all. You finally set uh, your your fresh bust uh, down onto the ground, but you hear that there is an opportunity for you to take the stage. Uh, uh, and so, Hubris and Torvash and Ghost, right as you walk in downstairs as well, uh, you hear the the entire audience just kind of gets like, 
very hushly quiet, like a, a quick gasp as Kronk just throws open the trap door. And you can see that Clay kind of like stumbles a little bit with what he has because he wasn't expecting it. And Kronk just comes out of this hole in the ground just with a look of purpose in his eyes like you've only ever seen when he's smashing shit. All right. Uh-oh. And Kronk, Kronk approaches the stage and... Uh, <clears throat> Hubris once said he'd like to see Kronk doing some live poetry. Because he saw Hubris do that. So that's where he snaps his fingers. Oh. And Davil is just like, this is such a great bar. And he just <laughs> slams uh, down the wine that he had in his cup, sets it down, grabs the bottle, and pours himself another drink while just locking eyes on Kronk. Uh, and he just he motions to the to the people that are playing music in the background. Just keep playing, just keep playing. <laughs> Can I snap my fingers with prestidigitation just to get the lights to dim and focus on Kronk? Oh yeah, you prestidigitate the spotlight effect just on Kronk. All right, I'm gonna try to do all 13 stanzas in Kronk's voice. Oh God! See, oh no! See what I can do. Do it. <clears throat> A Christmas Crossing by Kronk Goreblast. Woo! Woo! is fair of hair and dirt on face. That we met was the hand of fate. We drank and had a chance to spar, all thanks to dear old Santar. Hubris and Cory, they did have a talk. Corelli and this and that, I heard them squawk. Uh, he seems broken, she did muse, over hot chocolate and some booze. Hop aboard my magic sled, asked of us the jolly quadruped, to the forest of infinity, where was spotted a palm tree. The Christmas spirit is there somewhere, with goblins and the eggnaga in its lair. When rode, rode my shoulders to help guide me through the snow and for, uh, through the snow and forest, she helped me see. <clears throat> goblins and wolves came shaking their fists until Corey smote one into pink mist. Gwen and I won weeded dispatch, and Hubris said, I cast Eldritch Blast. Corey said the goblins could not die, so I smacked one against a tree nearby. This seemed to change everyone's mood, and Gwen exclaimed, That's fucking dark, dude. <laughs> Through the woods we found a pyre, and the Christmas spirit sat atop that... Uh, ooh. We found a pyre, and the Christmas spirit sat atop that fire. The eggnaga came out from behind a tree, and the goblin shout and sang with much glee. Corey drew her sword for the naga was to be assaulted, and Gwen asked to be fastball special catapulted. <clears throat> Through the air, uh, I, uh, her I did send, shouting, Prepare to be Gwen! We chopped and hacked, it was a sight to see, and Gwen did bound off of a tree. But twas hubris, puns spilling from his maw, that did slay the eggnaga by shooting off its jaw. <clears throat> the Christmas spirit was a, gold, a golden glowing thing. Gwen did warn Cory, oh no, no, no touching. But Cory felt only warm fay good. That's when she understood. She touched, absorbed, and had a transmogrification. Thanks, Davil. I learned that word from you. <clears throat> Being one with the spirit, she flew around a tree, casting decorations. 
She landed next to hubris, full of Christmas cheer. Mistletoe, he did make appear. Under the mistletoe, they did smooch, while the rest of us enjoyed some hooch. The whole quest was most bizarre, and in the end, Corey shouted, I, I do believe, I do believe in Santar. Oh my God! Wait, 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 we got a snap, we got a snap. Sorry. We got a snap, I know. That was fucking amazing! And Davil just stands up and goes, yes! <laughs> yes! He throws his cup that he was drinking on the ground. Just, yes! I, I I give him a big high yes. five. He just high fives you and just gets back up. He grabs his loot. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. And they just like start playing like He's like trying to like, no, 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 it was, and then I cast Eldritch Blast. And like, he's like trying to like, <laughs> like make a song. Like he's trying to like create an instrumental version of this song. Oh my uh, God. I, I kind of give him a hug when he gets up on stage and just pats your shoulder. Down. I'm going to walk up to Carl. That was your best poem yet. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. And I'm going to hug you. Hug. Hubris is pulling a stool up next to the chalkboard, getting on top of it, and writing a one next to the mugs. <laughs> uh, the missing mug. Yep. And Torvash, you see that uh, both Clay and Eliota, who were standing more towards the back as this poem uh, was being spoke, at the end of it, uh, you just hear a... <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you hear, it's all right, big guy. I just really like happy endings. And you look over and you see that Clay is just wiping a tear from his eye. I'll hand him a tissue or something. I'll, I'll have a handkerchief for sure. Thank <laughs> you. And he just takes it, just <laughs> like, keep it, blows keep it. it. No, please. Keep it. That's yours. Wow. I I don't even know what to say, man. That was that was the best thing that I've ever heard. Aww. I don't know if it was all that, but <clears throat> uh, it, I think it captured the moment. Yeah, I, I especially like the part where Hubris uh, summoned some mistletoe. That was mm. my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Santor was uh, pretty embarrassed about the whole situation. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure he was. <laughs> His rosy cheeks turned even more rosy. Yes, my adventure wasn't quite as um, exciting as that. Mm. Or eventful. Besides, obviously, Wolf, but mm -hmm. there's no smooching. Mm. Sorry uh, to hear it. What about Zaraj? Oh, like, yeah, no. That's... Asking about earlier. Uh -huh. uh, oh, no, no. Later. Mm, mm. They're just having this conversation at Hubris's table. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Uh, with that. And that's about the time that Hubris, you come back from marking up the one on the mugs missing. Are you ready? As mm. a lover be. Big guy, I didn't know you were a poet. Mm. There's a, you know, in there. You have a heart of an entertainer, and I can appreciate that. Mm. I try real hard. He has a lot of hidden talents. In fact, you might see one soon. It's 
Almost mm. that time of the month, Kong. Mm. What? Mm. Don't worry about it. I It'll kind be of very worry entertaining. about it. I. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> Got a job to do. Mm-hmm. We do. Torvash, you ready? Whatever you say. You're very peppy. Yeah. Well, it's just a change of pace. We don't get a lot of like, you know, Kronk's usually the, I don't know, cheery one. Okay, is that bad? Is that good? To be determined still. From across the room, I'll finger gun Clay and Ellie that we're leaving. And they just give you a thumbs up. Uh, and Clay just, we'll close up. Back. They usually Back. do. Yeah. All right. Back to Grauhun Villa. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you guys uh, all make your way through the city streets, uh, and as you do, uh, you can see that there are little tiny snowdrifts that are starting to build up. It's not thick enough now that it's going to be like surrounding your boot, but it does look like you guys are gearing up for a pretty harsh winter just based on how quickly this cold snap has happened over uh, seemingly almost over the day. Um, and you begin making your way uh, towards Grauhun Villa, where after about 20, 30 minutes of walking, uh, you find yourself outside of its gates once again. Uh, this time you can see that there are, uh, that there are some lights that are on inside of the manor, uh, but it's, it, doesn't really seem uh, like they're having a party or anything <coughs> like that. Their gates aren't open. They see, they still have been remained closed all day. Uh, and then you can also see that there are still people just kind of milling about. Uh, this is a very populated area. Um, okay, I would like to try and find like a spot that we can, uh, like probably on the side with the balcony where we can kind of see uh, into windows. Okay, so I'm actually going to send you a picture of Ralhoon Vela. Ooh. Yes, I'll send it into a Discord chat because that Ooh. is the correct place to put it. Boosh. So. Ooh. You guys now have the blueprints to Growlhound Villa. So, you that's said really that you... Hmm? So that's really clear, actually. I got a quality camera! Um, ah, I'm sorry, AudioCast listeners. My computer got mad that I plugged in my phone. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, um... Yeah, you guys are looking around, and then, so the structure to the lower right-hand side is the building proper, whereas the structure to the right-hand side uh, is the stable house that you guys had uh, kind of crept up on earlier. And G1, G2 is the uh, back? G1, G2 is the main thoroughfare. So in the okay. so those two uh, gates that are right next to G1 are the two wooden gates that you see. Okay. You said this is a manor. This is a compound, sir. It's a villa. It's a villa. Mm -hmm. And villas are basically compounds for people 
to live in, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. So if we can see um, the upper levels on, like, the corner of G12, uh, where the balcony is, I assume that that's what that is? Yeah. Um, then, I, I, so we can get a better view of the area, something in that direction is where I would like to Okay, so that is along the main thoroughfare. So if you're going to be kind of poking around and lifting yourself up over a wall to peek in. Like from a distance. Oh, from a distance? Yeah. Uh, it's very difficult because of how compact the streets are. Okay. Um, Can we get behind the place? You could try and climb up onto the roofs and potentially see into them that way. Barry wanted to say something. Yep. Can we get behind the place? Yeah, you can get all around uh, the entirety so, of the villa. So the bottom right, that's the slidey door to the stable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like right down the bottom. And in G6, that's a window. In that's G6. Accessible by the streets. Oh, yeah, that, that far right corner. Yes, that G6. looks to be a servant's entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh. I'm going to like gently elbow ghost and mm-hmm. I'm going to nod up at the roofs and raise an eyebrow. Remember the last time you were on a roof. I'll be fine. All right. Okay. So make a athletics or acrobatics check to maneuver your way up onto the roof. Dirty 20. All right. Woo! No problem. So you see hubris kind of like slink into an alleyway. Uh, and then after a few minutes, uh, hubris, you find yourself up onto the roof, having found a having found a stack of boxes and ledges and kind of Assassin's Creed your way all the way up. So make a perception check as you go to look in through the window uh, into the balcony. That is set. Natural 20. Ooh, hoo, hoo. So, what that has with your natural 20 is. Where's this balcony? So, that would be in. Inside. From what you can see, you can see that there is a woman uh, with her back turned towards the opening for this balcony. And I just realized uh, where the balcony was for your guys' perspective. So it's not the uh, wooden thing that's coming out of G14. It's the entirety of G17, uh, where the uh, bits around Uh. lining it are a little bit thinner. That is the balcony. Uh, so looking in, you can see that these doors are kind of pushed open. Uh, and there is a woman wearing a very dark uh, a very dark overcoat that looks like it has some gold filigree around the sides. Uh, with her hand extended, uh, you said you got a natural 20 for your perception. Yeah. Uh, and you can see that there is a human that kind of has his hand outstretched uh, behind her and he... Uh, he has a uh, he has a mace in his hand, uh, 
and the woman seems to have a rapier extended outward. And you can see that there is just this figure that seems to be getting closer to them. Uh, and with that natural 20, you can see that this is uh, stocky and, a stocky and large individual with very lightish skin. And just for a brief moment, you can get a look of his face. And it is a orc that has a split in his lip down um, the middle. Very quickly, you hubris like goes into his pocket pulls out a copper wire and jams it in his mouth, turns his head down to where they are, and just whispers, carriage. How far is it? Uh, message is 120 feet. No, no, how far is it from the oh. roof to... Uh, the roof across the street is about a 20-foot gap, but you could definitely try and jump over it if you would like. Uh, as you know that you could possibly get a running jump and leap long enough with your acrobatic skill that you would be able to make it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You see him step back three, four feet, and then bounce. Okay. He's just gonna pull his longsword out at the same time. Okay, make a uh, make an athletics or acrobatics check. Uh, as uh, let's see, twenty two. Twenty two will do it. Uh, so as you are leaping from one building across the street, Ghost Kronk and Torvash, you all just watch him like carriage and then you just hear and then you see this tiefling leaping through the air you have your hand on your on your longsword ready to pull it he's out extending it like pulling it out okay so he is just pulling out this longsword midair as he leaps over the sky and eventually uh lands uh on the like kind of on a sidewall of the building you haven't made it all the way to the actual balcony yet as the balcony was placed farther back in from the wall by a good 40 50 feet uh or it would be one two three four five six seven eight nine ten yeah it would have been about a 50 foot leap past uh the gate so you are now kind of like on top of like you are attached to the building on its side you're muted Thank you. Wow, that hasn't happened in a while. Um, so the whole front building, this the G1, G12 area, that's that's facing the street? Yes. And there's a lot of people around? Yes, and you see that these people in the streets all look up, and several of them point towards hubris. Uh, and you see one of them just, I'll get the guards, stay here, and just starts booking it. Oh shit! Uh, mm, 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 um, oh, I'm just. Oh god. I don't see a carriage anywhere. It's it's a code. Um, I don't. We don't know what's happening. Um, uh, the 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 street on the right is there. Is there a wall that we can hop over that's kind of in an alley? Uh, you would have to go around the back near the stables if you are going to try and get a uh, a lesser viewed wall. And you would have advantage with your stealth check to sneak around as currently right. Hubris has drawn quite a bit of attention to himself. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Uh, is the front gate open? Did we check it? We didn't check it. Right. Uh, you did not check the gate. Uh, since we're right here, I'm just going to try the gate in the chaos. Yeah. Is it unlocked? Okay. Um, I'm going to try to uh, stealth in. Okay. All right. So this will be just a regular... Uh, I believe you wear heavy armor. Correct? I think so. Do I? God, I don't even know. What armor do you wear? Where's medium? Studded. Okay, so studded leathers, you're totally fine. No disadvantage on your stealth. Uh, Torvash and Kronk, you guys see ghosts just open up the door and walk in through the front. It's, you know, I got a 14. It's a little bit smoother than that. Just slide in. Right behind her. Okay. Are you stealthing? Oh, okay. Yeah, 17. Okay, uh, and Kronk, yours was flat because of the, exactly. the people. The up and down. Yeah, yeah. And then, Torvash, what'd you get? Oh, or are you just, like, standing in the street, just, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Fucking carriage when there, when there is no one jumps across. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll follow him. Um, yeah, that is not good. That is, uh... No. Oh, wait. No, no, no. 11. It's actually better than I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. So the three of you all uh, go into the the villa as a through this gate that leads you into the villa grounds. Hubris, you are currently up on a wall. What would you like to do? You can see that there is the ledge uh, to the balcony that is currently... About 30 feet away from where you are. You would have to shimmy down on this wall and maintain your your footing. Yeah. Uh, can I... Is there, like, a window where I can see what's happening? Uh, or is it just I have to shimmy my way to... Is you would just have to shimmy your way over. It does not look like there are actually any windows on this building. Okay. It's weird, but I'm not okay. that wealthy. <laughs> So wealthy, we don't need windows. <laughs> so, um, acrobatics? Yeah. Thank God this is my best stat. Um, 21. Yeah. I'm sorry, lying is my best stat. but uh. So, yeah, you managed to get about 15 feet down. Uh, and then, if you would like, you can get onto the balcony. Uh, as you kind of place your feet against the wall and then just hop over just doing a parkour jump uh and you land and roll onto the balcony as well uh is the guy immediately yeah you can see uh and then again like this man just that lady growhound as he just has his hand towards her uh as this figure uh ends up coming uh coming towards you and he just looks at uh the guard lady growhound and then he looks at you and he smiles and he says More reinforcements. Uh, so, Torvash, uh, we're actually, mm, Torvash, uh, you, Ghost, and Kronk are all, you see that Hubris just, like, hops along the wall and then hops onto the balcony, uh, and then draws his, uh, draws his longsword out. What are you guys doing? How high is the balcony? Uh, the balcony is 20 feet up off the ground. Heave ho? Uh, I'm gonna... Heave ho. 
get a leg up. All right. So as Kronk goes to lift you and you hop into his hand, the three of you see, uh, make perception checks to see what you see when you see it. I always feel bad about doing this. Like, I don't need walk to see shit when I roll 20s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 11. All right. So the two with the 11s do not see this, but Torvash, as Kronk goes to interlace his fingers and Ghost steps into his hands to begin getting lifted up, you see what look to be three long shadows across the ground just racing over from the uh, from the stables. And as Kronk is lifting Ghost up, you actually, again, watch as these shadows look like they are coming directly towards you. And as they are, you see that the shadow starts to rise out of the ground and begin to take on the form of a dog. And you see another one also rise up and begin... Uh, coming forward, taking the form of a dog, uh, until they are both set onto Kronk, uh, and you see one of them form. Uh, with your nat 20, you will have seen uh, these three shadows approaching before uh, they have their turn, so let's roll into initiative. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I forgot I stacked my dice and I just threw it. 21. Okay, just a second. What about you guys die? You just jump across a fucking road. Things are happening. Okay, so can't blame this one on us. Blame this one on the DM. <laughs> Ghost, what'd you get? Oh, what I get? Yep. I got a uh, ten. Okay, Kronk. Three. Oh God. Uh, uh, and Hubris will roll you into this initiative as well. Thirty twenty. Okay. Woo! Okay, and then these guys ended up getting a... And then, what's this guy gonna get? He did a... Okay, so, Torvash, you have your surprise round. What would you like to do? Um, I'm gonna cast Bang. So if anyone was actually looking at Torvash, they'd see he's gone from a happy face to a real serious one. His eyes seem brighter, and there's a slight little uh, markings on his face which weren't there before appear um, in the color of green and violet for his eyes. And he does like the whole, you know, in Jurassic World with the three raptors with the hands out, he does that, but to the shadow creatures. Okay. And you said he was and casting just whispers Bane. something. Yeah. And he'll say it in, I don't know how to pronounce the word, but Quarry, Q U O R I. Quarry. Apparently, that's his language he knows for being couched up. All right. So you. will say something in that. I don't know what. But... Alrighty. And so that hey, is. Christmas saving throws of 14 to up to three creatures. Okay. And there was three shadowy things, right? So. Yeah. So that is a fail. That is a pass. And that is a pass. So only one of them is going to end up getting baned. So would you like it to be one of the dogs or the humanoid shape? Let's go the humanoid. Okay. We know it's different. Sounds good. So, uh, 
then it is going to be the shadow creatures turns they got a 22 on their initiative just beating torbash so uh kronk uh as you are lifting up these shadow uh lifting up uh your blood hunter friend uh, you see these shadows just kind of rear up next to you, and Torvash quickly throws out a hand uh, and begins to glow from arcane energy filling, uh, coming from within him. And he speaks this language that you've never heard. And there are many languages throughout the world, but this one seems just so alien and foreign. Um, and you see this spell effect hit, uh, spell effect hit uh, as this humanoid figure kind of shudders a little bit. Uh, but these two shadow dogs uh, are actually going to bite out against you, Kronk, as you're currently uh, still trying to lift Ghost up into the air. So that is going to be a 21 to hit. Hits. All right. So that is going to be seven points of necrotics damage. Or of necrotic damage. Okay. And roll a d4. Oh. Uno. All right. Your overall strength score is reduced by one. Oh. The pain speaks to me. Okay. Uh, and that is when you feel another nip out at you as the second Shadowed Mastiff again, uh, attempts to try and bite you. Uh, does a 14 hit? No. All right, so then that one is not going to succeed, and then the humanoid is going to try and swing out against Torvash, uh, as you have baned it. And then it has to roll a D. That doesn't matter, I don't think, because your AC is not is less than 11 already, right? I see it's 14. Oh, yeah. No, so it... It tries to swing out at you, but it does, It is unable to do so. Um, and then they are currently engaged with you. So Torvash, it is your turn. Um, talk to him. Be better than us. Murder him. Stoop to our level. This is a shadow thing, right? Do I yes. know anything about shadow things? I don't think I've heard. Uh, you can um, roll an Arcana check if you would like. Yeah, let's please. Thirteen. All right, so you would know uh, that in the case of sentient shadows, these are often undead creatures uh, that have a that are usually born from either other shadows or necromantic rituals. Okay. You'd know that these creatures also, because you had a 17, are 13. 13. Yeah, that's it. They're vulnerable to what, though? Nope. <laughs> um, I'll just then use my rapier if this guy's right next to me. Okay. Um, so that is an 11. Okay. And 11, so you you push your rapier forward, and you see that right as it's about to hit the form of this humanoid, the shadow actually separates out, and your blade just sinks through, 
And then when you pull it back, the shadow then reforms, and it doesn't seem to have taken any damage. Uh, it seems okay. to have completely avoided the attack. Thanks. Um, that's me. All right. So then next up is Hubris. And Hubris, you have heard Split Tooth say, huh, reinforcements. Uh, as you as you see this woman kind of look back at you now, uh, and then the human that's next to her kind of uh, pats her and just says, "Don't worry, Lady Growlhund, I'll never let you down." <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, okay, I got my dice. I'm just gonna look at Split Tooth, look at the two humans, and then I'm gonna give them a wink. As I turn back to Split Tooth, cast my hex on him, and then lunge forward, raising the longsword to strike him. Okay. Uh, does a 18 hit? An 18, I believe, does. Just let me check real quick. Do -do. There are so many books. God bless you, D&D. Whilst um, uh, uh, you're looking, quick um, question. D&D Beyond? Mm -hmm. uh, minus one strength. Can I put that under miscellaneous bonus? Yes. Under the strength tab, and it should recalculate everything yep. for me? Yeah. All right. Uh, so what was your to hit? Uh, 18. All right, so your 18 totally sinks in for damage. Cool, because I got 10 slashing plus 6 necrotic. 16 Woo! total. And you've seen, like, what's it? I would say you'd seen Kronk do, like, very heavy-handed hits and Wolf do, like, quick stabs. But for Hebrus, whenever he does melee attacks, it's, like, the super quick flourish of steel. Okay. I like it. So yeah, you just kind of whip back and forth and begin laying into this guy. All right. So then it is going to be that guy's turn. Uh, and he looks at you uh, and he says, it wasn't supposed to be me. It's them. They know where the money is. Uh, and he is going to uh, actually take some attacks at you. Uh, so, that is, uh-oh, that's a natural 20 for the first hit. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, so, with this natural 20, um, it's going to be... Oh, goodbye, everybody. It was nice knowing you. Uh... Reaper, do you get that the fuck out of here? <laughs> Eight points of piercing oh, yeah. damage. Okay. And then make a constitution saving throw. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, I actually have positive constitution. That's fine. Uh, 14. Okay. So, the 14 was actually not enough to save. Fuck. So. How much poison damage? Man, I gotta get that Eldritch Invocation. That sounds like a lot of dice. Yeah. 
for 13. Oh, I'm fine. And then he is going to make a second attack against you. We can't see this at all. No, because Hubris rushed into the room. Uh, So that is going to be a modified 20 to hit. I'm going to raise my AC. Uh, Sorry, not a modified Mm -hmm. 20. It would be a 23. Jesus Christ. Sorry, I was looking at the I was looking at the dice as it rolled out. Uh, so that's six points of piercing damage. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to roll poison save. damage. No, you don't have to roll poison damage. I mean, what's your total HP? Twenty-four. Oh, there we go. Oh boy. All right, so. For 22 points of piercing, or 22 points of poison damage. Uh, okay. All right. I guess I'm going to be rooming with the wolf from now on. You're not dead. That was a lot of damage. That was 6 plus 22, which is my max health in one go. But it's not carried over, so. I mean, it's it's it wasn't that... I- your total health carried over, right? Is that what's the rule? The straight death? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, so if I it would be an so if it would be enough to down you and then enough to deal your entire HP oh, again. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. like four shy of instantly killing me then. Yes. Yep. So yeah, Hubris, you fall to the ground and your vision goes black. We are still going to be rolling you in. Uh, to have you do your death saves, but you have currently removed yourself from combat after quickly getting yourself in. So, uh, then next up is going to Did you scream out? Did you scream out, Hubris? You got hit twice. I got hit twice. Probably, like, stab, stabbed. So there was probably, like, a fuck, and then, like, another, like, a thud. (laughs) There was a gasp and then a thud. Okay. So we would know he fucked. Andrix, 1979, thank you for the follow. Oh, hey. Jimmy, do it. So this is what happens when you follow on the Indoor Adventure stream while GB is playing. A character dies. <laughs> That's what he's One character death per follow. You heard it here. So many characters. All right. When we get a new follower, I take this mallet and I hit that guy in the face. God, it's such a satisfying noise. All right, so ghost. This is gonna be so upset. (laughs) Ghost. Okay, it's my turn. So I'm gonna hold a fucking. And you feel Kronk's arm kind of like shake a little bit. You've never felt it like normally. There's like standard muscle tension, but Mm -hmm. his arm does seem to be shaking, almost like a little bit of his strength has been sapped away. Uh, and you were getting a, uh, and you actually saw these creatures arise. Your blood hunter senses began to tingle, uh, yeah. as you are unable to be surprised by sh- by undead creatures. Yeah. Um, does the guy who is uh, helming them? He's a human. He looks he he looks humanoid. Yes. Am I getting blood huntery senses from this guy? That he would be undead. Both him okay. and the and the doggos. I guess my question is: Would I assume that this guy and these dogs are like 
protecting this house? Make an insight check. Okay. Mm. Um, that would be a dirty 20 plus six. Yeah, you would get the sense that these shadows are protecting the house. Okay, I'm just gonna say as I'm getting, I'm, I trust Kronk to throw me up there, so I'm gonna say, your master is being attacked and not by us. Or I, I guess I wouldn't know that. I would just say, something's wrong upstairs. We're trying to help. Okay. Stop attacking him. And then I'm going to hold a cure wounds for the lift. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so then next up is Kronk. And you have Ghost kind of being held aloft in one hand while these shadow creatures begin to fight at you. And you see that Torvash uh, has these glowing symbols along his face. His eyes are also glowing. What would you like to do? Uh, so Ghost just shouted out for them not to attack us. And I, I didn't complete the throw. No, you had not completed the throw yet. You were right about to get her to a proper position where you could like yeah. where you could do that, and that's when these shadows came. Okay. Um I'm gonna follow up on the plan then. Okay. Vault ghost. Alright, so make a acrobatic or an athletics or acrobatics check. Okay. So this would be athletics for you. Okay. Fourteen. All right. Uh, so yeah, with a fourteen ghost, you don't uh, you don't like hop up and do the three point superhero landing, uh, but instead you kind of get caught up and then on the guard of this uh, of this ledge, it's like right at waist high, so you're able to kind of pull yourself over. Mm -hmm. Sorry, uh, I would have prepared a healing word, not a cure wounds, because I have to touch for a cure wounds, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I don't know. Can I take that back? Yeah, that's totally fine. Okay. No. So, yeah. When I get up there, can I see hubris on the floor? Uh, make a perception check, because there is a lot going on. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a 21. Okay. Uh, so with your 21, you can see that there is uh, the split-lipped split half-orc. Uh, that seems to have just savaged Hubris. Hubris is lying on the ground. You can see a bunch of blood pooling up from beneath him. Uh, and then you can see also uh, what looks to be a lady in fine gear. Uh, this breastplate kind of showing through uh, beneath this jacket that she seems to be wearing. And you can see that the fabric in front has actually been slashed uh, several times like this assassin. Uh, yeah. was trying to get at the lady herself. Okay. Um, do I know his name? I feel like somebody told me his name. Krabaz. Krabaz. Oh, I'm just... Okay, so I'm going to cast my healing word. Uh, so you get back... Four plus... Three modifier. plus your spellcasting modifier. So three... Uh, so seven. Yay. Healing. And I'm sorry, what was his name? Krabaz. Krabaz. I'm, I'm going to kind of pull myself up and over. I'm like, oh, you're in trouble now, Krabaz. I think the town guards are coming. Uh, and when you say you think the town guards are coming, you hear uh, you hear Lady Growlhund uh, just say, 
Fucking finally, what else do I pay them for? <laughs> she is very upset at the situation that is unfolding. Uh, so that was Kronk's turn. Next up are the shadows on the ground. Uh, so Torbash, uh, you is see- that, Did the lady's voice carry down? Uh, to the two down below? Uh, or to the shadow creatures? Yeah. Yeah, you would have heard them say, uh, they would have heard her say, uh, thank gods, what else do I pay them for? Okay. Um, and they are still going to continue attacking That's fine. your friends on the ground. They heard. Yeah. Whether or not the shadows cared is a very yeah. different <laughs> story entirely. That's fine. Uh, and so these shadow creatures uh, are, you see the humanoid is going to uh, strike out against Torvash. Uh, and that is a 18 to hit. Humanoid or the dogs? Uh, this would be the humanoid. I have to roll his Bane die. Sorry about that. Uh, so 16. Um, can I react with cutting words? You would be able to react with cutting words. Um, robotic inspiration die. Which is a three. Which, what's that do? That puts him at a 13 to hit. Oh, Steven, just for reference, um, the split lift dude has disadvantage on dexterity checks. Hex. Was it a hex spell? Yeah. Does it go down? You would have, dro- you would have lost consciousness. Oh, concentration. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I did not see the big C. Yep. Oh, yeah. Big C. My bad. So what's your AC, Torvash? 14. All right, yeah. So his 13 barely misses you. uh, As it looks like right as he's about to hit. What are your cutting words? How do you distract this guy right as he's about to hit you? You're a little bitch. He just, like, kind of, like, stops and doesn't know how to respond to the situation. Uh, and then you see uh, that these two dogs are actually going to hop up like shadow and en- like the shadow entities they are, and they are going to be nipping at Kronk. Uh, and so one of them got a twenty-one to hit. Yep. All right. So that is going to be for five points of necrotic damage, and then yep. roll another d four. Three. All right, that is three more points from your strength sapped away. Okay. And the second dog is going to bite out against you. Uh, with a seven, so I don't think that one hits. Nope. Yeah, so that is all of the shadowed creatures' turns. Torvash, it is your go. Um, how... I, is there a way I can stand so... The shadow creatures are between me and Kronk? Yes. So I can get 15 feet away from them so I don't hit If Kronk. you tried to back up, you would provoke an attack of opportunity from the shadow beast that's currently on you. But Kronk would be out of range of my thunder wave, right? Yes. I have to back up to make that happen. Yep. I'll risk it. Okay. Sounds good. So this little bitch gonna do. 
keep looking like a bitch. He rolled an eight on the die. He's fine. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> he he still seems very hurt of the words that you spoke to him in his quiet you know I'm moments. In charge. So I want to cast Thunderwave at level two. So this time you'll see, um, because it's a stronger level spell. Do you know when like in Dragon Ball Z they go Super Saiyan, they get the little flames. Mm-hmm. Because it's only level two, it's not super massive, but like there's a little bit coming, and it's just a purple and green. Nice. Whirling around him. And we're going to Thunderwave the shit out of this, where he's just going to kneel down and touch his hand on the ground, so it looks really calm and casual, but it's just going to smack some bitches. Okay. So that's a con save of 14. Alrighty, so... I uh, actually read what happened. Is it a con save of 14? Yeah. All right. So. They all fail. Every last one of them. Well, plus seven, 19 thunder damage, and they're all pushed back 10 feet. Okay. So, let me see here. Okay, so they all look very hurt by this. And I'm pretty certain because there's a loud bang which travels up to 300 feet. Oh, yeah. The guards kind of know. Hurry up a little bit more. Most certainly. So that was Torvash's turn. Hubris. Can I speak on someone else's turn? Um... If they initiate with you. And that is my turn. Okay. Hubris. Uh, His eyes snap awake. Tries to, like, get up. Slips in the pool of blood. Stands up. Curses infernal. Yeah, and your white coat is just drenched with your own blood at this point. (sighs) Gonna use my bonus action to use my Hexblade's curse. There's even more cursing in Infernal. (sighs) Hey, natural 19. Nice. You know what that means? That's a crit. Crit. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So do I do double dice? Double. Yeah, it's double dice. Double dice. Oh. That max? That's a a 16. Damn. Plus, um... Plus, 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 four. That's 20. Plus an extra two necrotic. 22. Damn! Yeah, this guy gets hit with that 22, and he just, like, a meat. So, bleh. Your sword hits against him, and right as it sinks into his shoulder, you actually see that one of the quions on your sword kicks back, and you see a small little chamber emerge. And as your blade is sink in, as, has sunk in, you just hear this... As this explosion comes shooting down your blade and actually catches him in the arm. Uh, dealing that extra damage. Damn, that messed him up. He's not looking good. I'm not gonna die to you. Uh, yeah. God, way to provoke him. This is gonna be great. All right. Uh, so yeah, next up is uh, Robaz's turn. Uh, and he looks at you looks at the looks at the lady uh 
and then looks at uh, the situation as a whole. And Hubris, he is just going to bring up his short sword and try and hit you again. Um, that is going to be a 19 to hit. Uh, I'm going to cast Shield to bring my AC up to 20. Okay, he is going to strike out against you again. That is going to be a 21 to hit. Yeah, that is. Okay, so that is for five points of slashing damage. Mm-hmm. And then constitution check. Hey, 18. Okay, okay. so you're only going to be taking half. If it's a two, then I get a one. <laughs> For twenty-four points of poison damage. Oh my god, I got I got to pick up that invocation where I just get resistance to poison damage. And so, as you drop, uh, you see Krabaz grab something off of. Uh, he just looks around. Uh, and he looks at the table, and he, you see that there is a book uh, just kind of laying open. He just grabs it and just, this isn't over. And then he just takes off. You just see him book it out of the room, and he just starts running. Okay. Uh, his ears having perked up at the loud sound of a thunder wave mm-hmm. uh, that seemed to go mm-hmm. off, as well as uh, the ladies, uh, the ladies uh, shouting, has also seemed to have scared him off, but he begins to run uh, and ghost make a perception check. That's a two plus six. All right. Yeah, so you are more, uh, you're more focused on Hubris seeing him rise up, crit a guy, and then fall back down, his uh-huh. sword doing this weird explosive damage at the end um, as this dude just begins to take off. Uh, and as he begins to take off, Lady Growlhun calls at, uh, just yells uh, towards him, just, no, stop! And he just continues booking it. Uh, and you know Ghost, as you, uh, as you kind of follow behind, you can see that this is a bloodbath inside of this villa. You can see that there are armed guards that are laying on the floor. You can see that there are zent bodies that are lying on the floor. This seems to have been a battle that took place within Shit. here. Kronk and Go- uh, Kronk and Torvash, uh, these shadows, uh, you see that the double wall, like the double gates to the villa have bust open at this point and the shadows all reach seed into the ground and just scatter uh and as they do you see uh two familiar faces strutting forward with an art with what looks to be a small army behind them uh and in the distance you can hear the cries of griffin riders nearing their approach uh and as you see the look of recognition on their face uh it is one Barnabas Blastwind and one Sergeant Cromley, heads of the uh, heads of Waterdeep's City Watch, and Ooh, that is where that. we are going to call it <laughs> for tonight's uh. session. So I wanted to say thank you to everybody who has stopped by and decided to check out our little game. 
I greatly enjoy Waterdeep. Tuesdays are a, a absolute delight, and I'm so happy that you all could join me. Uh, and not just me, but these wonderful players as well, uh, such as RJ. RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey, I am RJ here on the show, or RJ's282 on Twitch and Twitter, where I tweet about the nerdy things in my life and how work is going kind of okay now. Um... You can also catch me on the Monday show as our Shattercry Cleric, Calum, or starting on the twelfth. When is that Saturday? I keep forgetting. It's, not, uh, it's in three weeks. Yeah, the twenty-sixth mm-hmm. on Pro Research's channel uh, for Monster of the Week. All right, Greybeard, where can we find you? What do you do? I'm Greybeard of Greybeard Tavern. You can find me Tuesdays right here as Kronk Warblast. And uh, on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm over on my Twitch channel, uh, Greybeard Tavern. And, you know, I play Darkest Dungeon almost every Sunday, and there may be a couple of props involved with that. Um, always a good time. See me then. Yeah. All right. And LB, where can we find you? What do you do? Hello, I am LB Hackamup. I play Ghost tonight, but I play Gwen, our uh, super feisty, super horny uh, halfling barbarian on Monday nights, uh, who our DM was uh, kind enough to throw into a brothel, so bless. Um, and then starting on Sunday this week, I will be on Encounter Roleplay's uh, channel uh, playing a game of Fate. Um, and then on the 25th, I will be starting um, around at, at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time uh, playing a game of Blood Rate. Yes. Yeah, and I have a Twitter, and I'm trying to tweet more. I really Gotta am. Gotta get on it. Just shit post. Just crit roll shit post. We have so many people who can teach you the art of the crit roll shit post. We know people. And speaking of people that we know, Barry, where can we find you? What do you do? Uh, you can find me here Tuesday nights for you Americans or Wednesday morning, afternoon, lunchtime area for Australians. Um, yeah, Twitter, Twitch, um, getting back into streaming. Streamed Battle Brothers the other day. Well, only lost four mercenary companies. Um, so I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> I think it's cool too. And if you have found yourself here at the end of this show, you probably know who I am at this point because my name's fucking everywhere on this channel because I am the Indoor Adventurer. Uh, You can find recaps of this game as well as our Monday night game coming soon. Uh, But if you would like to catch up on the games themselves, we have VODs at YouTube.com slash the Indoor Adventurer as well as you can catch them up on Twitch. And... Uh, As I've mentioned before, there is our audio podcast, uh, which you can find on Podbean, Spotify, anywhere that podcasts are had. You can find us at Indoor Adventures. And if you would like to continue to support the show, we have a Patreon as well that you can do. Patreon.com slash The Indoor Adventurer. Any of the money that you guys end up donating to me, I go and put it right back into the show to make sure that we have all of the best art, all of the best background audio crickets um 
and yeah, I'll, I'll I do my best to try and make sure uh, that your dollar goes as far as it can. It also gets you access to our Discord server, which we're all pretty active on. Uh, you get extra adventures every month, modules written by yours truly, uh, as well as I will turn you into an NPC in my game world, depending on what level of patron that you decide that you wish to become. But that is our little show. Thank you so much for coming by and stopping by. And we will see you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye! Laters.